0: The Galaxy is Full of Film and this is the Galaxy of Film podcast. And welcome back to the Brain Ups of the Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max. I'm, of course, joined with Danilo this week. How have you been, man? You weren't here last week. It's been two weeks for Mm -hmm. you.
1: Yeah, it has been two weeks, man. So I've had some time off. Um, As they say in the Praise God song on Donda, I was, quote unquote, get right. I can't say getting because that's not the lyric, but you know how it goes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, man. So I'm doing all right. Yeah. Oh, it's good
2: to have you back,
1: bud. It's let's get right. Let's get right. God damn it! <laughs> What's well, good to
0: have you back, man? Um, we're also joined this week, returning from last week's episode. We got Mark from Cinema Flavor. How have you been?
3: What's going on, Max? How you been, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. I like these. Uh, I like the two movie picks that you made this week. I probably like them probably a little bit better than the other ones. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. What the fuck were we watching last week, buddy? What was that <laughs> shit?
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, Dakari talked about thirty-six chambers for I think forty
3: minutes. <laughs> that shit was amazing, though. I yeah. sat there listening to that whole thing, going, "This is a good ass show." <laughs> oh wait, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, it was the funniest shit in the world because like Dakari was just going on and on and on, and Mark's
3: like, "Oh wait, we're recording." Because <laughs> I like it because i muted my mic, right? And I'm just sitting there and I'm, I'm playing with like my Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit. I'm just kind of organizing them and I'm going the like, mic. Good ass podcast. How did I turn this on? And I look up and I'm like, oh shit,
1: that's right. Like I'm on this thing. So I went to go like unmute it and everything. <sighs> yeah, that's right. See, we're so boring. Even our guests don't even know they're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> if it was boring, I would have just fell asleep. You're like, hey, Mark, hello, Mark. I'm like, oh shit, we
3: lost him.
0: Jesus Christ. Well, it's good to have you back, Mark. Glad you decided to stick around with us again this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, we got one other guest this week, Uh, well, actually two, one will be joining later on again, a returning guest from last week, but returning for the first time in God knows how fucking long, it's been way too damn long, Uh, he was last featured in our Conjuring 3 and Insidious episode, Nick, welcome back buddy, it's been a hot minute, how have you been sir?
4: Oh, I've been doing well, Uh, you know haven't been on in a while because the, the needle is pretty boring, so just uh, drove me away. But, you know, Max, your excitement brought me back, and I'm here. Awesome, man. Dude, stop. stop man. That.
1: You can say the truth. The reason why you haven't been on, it's because I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> Next <Wow>. topic. <laughs> I mean, I'm the minority in my house, but... Whoa. Wow. Wow, that's... I feel for you, dog. I don't wow. even know who my real parents are. I'm adopted. Uh, <laughs> I think we're gonna be on jail part three on the next album. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right, buddy. Sample, sample. Um, twenty thousand we charge each. Yeah, and go. then two percent royalty. Two percent. Two percent. I'm doing two, man. I don't want to be greedy. That's a good point. Two. That's a good point. Yeah. He's
0: gonna be the next president anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're going. <sighs> He's funding our trip to New York, buddy. <laughs> that's exactly right, bud. Uh, but we got a good show for you guys this week. We're talking about the new James Wan film and one of Ryan Johnson's films as well. Let's go ahead and dig right into the news this week. Um, who had a chance to watch the the first trailer? Possibly the only trailer we're getting for the Hawkeye show. Uh, show of hands, guys. Anybody?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me. Mm, Mark, did you wait, watch wait. it? Wait,
3: which, uh, wait, which uh, what show for Hawkeye? Oh, Hawkeye. I think you said Hot Guy. <laughs> what? Uh, actually, uh, so I'm seeing little bits of the, the trailer. Though. It should look cool, though. I, I'm glad that uh, we're finally getting around to his show. Okay, okay. Nick, did you um did you watch the Hawkeye trailer?
4: I saw part of it. I didn't finish it all. Okay. I haven't really watched a lot of recent Marvel stuff, so I just wasn't really that interested. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, because you didn't even watch, like, WandaVision, did you?
4: No, I didn't watch WandaVision. I watched episode one of Loki, but I just I didn't do I right. it. Not because it was bad by any means. I just. I'm kind of behind on Marvel. I need to like, pick a starting point and just kind of hack away at it. So basically, phase
0: four is just brand new to you still.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay, nothing wrong with yeah. that. You got time. You got time, you buddy. Don't, yeah. Time is of the essence, as they say, right? Nah,
3: Nick, you have three days. Three days. If you don't watch all that in three days, dude, we're going to have problems.
1: You stayed
0: quiet. Now, when December comes around, you might be fucked with those Spider-Man
4: spoilers, but... (laughs) Oh, no, I watched the last Spider-Man. I'll be watching another one, but, I mean, unless the movie spoils stuff for me.
1: Yeah.
4: Well, you gotta watch... Ah, um, Yeah. You gotta watch the shows, bro.
1: (sighs) Hey, settle down, man. Settle down. God, it's been a hot minute. His body, his choice, bro. His body, his choice. Okay, bud. All right, well, we got the first Hawkeye
0: trailer. Um, we, we see a couple interesting things. We know Haley uh, Steinfeld, whatever her fucking
1: name is, from Bumblebee, is playing Kate Bishop. Um, she was in that Seventeen Again movie. You ever see that one, man? Her friend gets jerked off, or she jerks off her friend's brother. With Zac Efron? No, you fucking re. You're talking about I don't Seventeen it, Again. I saw it. Oh, The Edge of Seventeen, my bad.
4: Oh. Yeah, I saw that one. I can't really remember the plot, but that sounds right. I like that
1: one, dude. I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, I've seen... 17 again with Zach Efron. I was like, that
4: when is did a,
0: good, just, no, that's a good movie, too, bro. I was like, when did Zach Efron get a fucking hand job? <laughs> uh, yeah, Disney. <laughs> uh, I was goodness. like, I oh, don't know what fucking movie you're watching, buddy. Jesus. Um, no, the Edge of
3: Grit That's it. What'd you say? It, the only movie I, I watch her in is True Grit. I don't, I don't
1: acknowledge anything else by her. I, I watched Bumblebee, okay. but that was forgettable. Hey, didn't you just hear what the fuck he said, man? He doesn't watch anything else. I don't know. I don't I acknowledge any of
3: it. i just True Grit. When people yeah. say, "Oh, that girl from True Grit," yep, that's it. I'm a purist that's like it. that.
4: Facts. <laughs> I was working at a movie theater, and when Bumblebee came out, and I walked into the theater at the end of Bumblebee when he goes when he hits uh, oh, what's his name, Megatron? He hits Megatron, and he goes sting like a bee. And I was like, nope, I'm not watching. The movie. <laughs> so I, refuse. I refuse. I'm done. <laughs> That's actually
1: kind of funny. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> it was, yeah. <clears throat> <But clears throat> wasn't yeah, John um, Cena
0: in that? John Cena is like the main antagonist. Oh, dude, Mark yeah, Wahlberg. it's how forgettable it
1: is. Jesus it Christ! But no wonder why. What's his name? Michael Bay's doing another fucking Transformers movie. Oh, dude, it's bad. I've seen that movie. Here's the thing: I've seen
3: that movie with like i seen that Aquaman and Mary Poppins all in the same day. So that movie is a blur to me. Yeah, because they came out like the same week, dude. Yeah. It was fucking absurd. Yeah.
0: That was a, that was a fucking crazy room. weekend. Gosh. Ooh. But anyways, we got the Hawkeye trailer with uh Haley Seinfeld, Stein, whatever her fucking name is, is Kate Bishop. Um, we know we get Lucky the Pizza Dog as well now. Um, oh, and fuck. probably the the big reveal. I think we talked about this during our Black Widow episode because the rumors, um, we were confirmed we're seeing Ronan, someone else taking up the Ronin mantle as a frame, uh, framing Hawkeye for some things. But interesting enough, it's not Florence Pugh we're seeing, like we thought at the end of Black Widow. We're seeing Haley, or Kate Bishop, in the Ronin suit. Um, so maybe she's being set up by Madame Hydra in some way, shape, or form. My, to be honest, dude, I'm, I'm fucking excited for this series. It looks funny. This looks like it could have <sighs> done, or will do better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, in my opinion.
1: Oh god! You didn't like the trailer? This looks like the stupidest thing I've ever laid my eyes on. Jesus Christ! The stupidest thing, man. I'm watching some white fuck known as Clint Barton who shoots fucking arrows at people. Get his own spinoff show. What the fuck am we, I watching here, yeah, man? Yeah, we're
4: literally watching a under-equipped, exposed Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right,
0: like, fucking compare that's exactly Batman right. to Hawkeye.
1: Well, we're watching, dude. Are you fucking stupid? We're basically watching. I don't know, man. Like your grocery store worker just shoot arrows at people with yeah, some. Yeah, you're a shit. fucking grocery yeah.
0: store worker, bud.
1: Yeah, respect me, bro. I was <laughs> at work while some people were at home during the pand- pandemic. Oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> so were you, bro? So were you. We were at work. Where were they? In their offices. Yeah, that's right. Say some. Ah, Say some. Give Max, us a review on your iTunes questions? and say something.
3: Yes, Mark. What is what
0: is your question, bud? Yeah,
3: what's up, man? So as like uh, – I don't know if you guys are like big on comic books or just Hawkeye in general. I was, I was reading something and they said that there's potential that I guess Hawkeye is deaf in the comic books, that they're actually going that route with him because they noticed he had like um, some earpieces on both sides yes. of his ears. I was wondering maybe you guys – uh, knew anything about that or maybe yeah, was, he's going to go uh, deaf that, in that from uh from I understanding in deaf. that
0: comic series he he's going deaf while he's training kate to replace him because his uh, oh, disability let me
4: revise my earlier statement what, we're watching up, a though? deaf batman that's under equipped yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey 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 up. let me replace
1: your statement as well bro we're watching helen keller with a bow and arrow <laughs> jesus christ dude I was excited to see Sophia for uh, for me getting it though. I like her. She's in the Conjuring Three. I like her. Okay, Mark, what were you trying to ask again? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, that that was the thing. But the thing is, like, um, I don't know how it happens in the comic books, but how are they gonna uh, segue that into like the MCU? Like, did he get fucked up maybe during the fight or something, or is he gonna be in the show? I he loses I don't know. Hearing? I cancer. assume in
0: the show. I assume. Dick cancer. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I'm, I didn't read that series. I'm just familiar with. He does go deaf. The dog's there. Kate Bishop's involved. Um, I think that story involves Kingpin, though, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Oh, does it? Does so, did John Ham come and shoot uh, his gun in both sides of his ear like in Baby Driver? Uh,
1: maybe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> do. John Ham.
3: No, just asking, I just, you know, I was like, uh, I mean, that'll be, that'll be an interesting thing to throw into them Mm because it's like, if that guy is losing his hearing like that and, and he's in a position where he has to give it up to Haley Steinfeld and maybe she's a little unprepared and now she has to go into this fight with Ronan or whatever, knowing that she's not, she's not properly equipped to fight him and he has to train her with little, little ability he can. I think that shit will be pretty interesting. I, I as well, but like, um. My, my big anticipation, because if
0: we're going to get this trailer, we see her in the Ronin suit where Hawkeye, like, confronts her. We know it's, or it's rumored at some point, we'll see Florence Pugh in the Ronin outfit. I'm, I'm kind of hoping we get to see the actual intentions of the Madame Hydra stuff going on. Because we know she's recruited John Walker and Yelena, and it looks like she began to recruit Kate Bishop. So I'm hoping within this show we at least get some foundation for the motive, because we know with the MCU, um, you weren't here last week to know we were talking about this, but we have the the multiverse stuff happening, which looks to be the current main thing going on. But we also yeah. have this little side story, little thing going on with Wong after Shang Chi, with, uh, with the rings. Like he remember, there's the the magic within the rings. They're trying to discover what this means because it's a beacon yeah what's calling to this beacon we got that going on and we got the madam hydra stuff going on so i'm really interested to see you know if any correlation are we going to see some of the madam hydra things be affected by the multiverse is any of the magic stuff going to be thrown in there as well um but who, who fucking knows dude Marvel's done a better job. Yeah, they're job. really
3: they're really pushing uh, Madam Hydra. Like they they did it with the Falcon thing, and and it's it's always just kind of been this like vague, like hey something something's gonna happen with this lady, and she's she's gonna do something, right? And everybody keeps speculating it might be the Thunderbolts, but it's obviously something that's uh, either gonna take like a movie, mm-hmm. like a, like an Avengers level type of situation that she's probably building up to, or she'll probably just get her own show. But I I think they're, they're I think they're really trying to build on her. How you guys
0: feel about it, dude? I'd be okay with doing Thunderbolts. I think that'd be a perfect way to bring back uh, John Berthold's Punisher. To kind of mm-hmm. throw him in there because we, there's been rumors that we're going to get you know Charlie Cox and No Way Home, Kristen whatever her fucking last name is, uh, Jessica Jones and the She-Hulk show.
1: She- I'm gonna see her that. again.
0: So I'd be okay with Thunderbolts as long as we get John Barthol back. I love the Punisher show. That was my favorite of all the Netflix Marvel ones. Um, really. Yeah, I loved Punisher, man. Especially season two. I
1: it like just Jessica Boodle. Jones. Jessica Jones was good. I like David Tennant as the purple man. David Tennant's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jessica Jones because of, uh... What do you call it? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Kristen? Yeah. Uh, what's her fucking name Uh, in Breaking Bad? Uh, wig. Dunst. She puked in herself and died, bro. That's Yeah, what's, what's her name in the that's Breaking Bad, though? I don't know, man. I didn't care for that show. Okay, but... Alright. We talked about this. Next topic, bud. Next All right,
0: topic. Well, up next in the news. Um, we talked about this last week as well. Only Murders in the Building has been re- renewed for Season 2 officially. Has anybody been keeping up with the show so
1: far? No? I, can't, I don't watch TV, man. I don't watch TV. I'm sorry.
3: I haven't seen it, but I'm like the fact that there's a Season 2 tells me that there's clearly people watching and that it's it's going well. Hopefully, um, maybe they could get a bigger budget if, if this show is going well. I mean, you, you probably can iterate more on this, Nick. Or I'm sorry, uh, Max. Max. What what is the the show about? So um and, well I guess we can erase this
0: from the the show segment this week because no one watched it. <laughs> um, me and Brandon had a That's great right. conversation last week about it, but so he's watching the show, man. What'd you say? He's watching the show still. Yeah, dude. I'm, I need to talk to him about it. It's fucking great. Basically, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez all live in this one apartment building, and during a fire oh, or yeah fire drill. A resident is or commits suicide, but these three suspect that it's actually a murder. And all three of these residents are true crime enthusiasts. Like they, they listen to the same podcast nonstop, so they're inspired by their favorite podcast to go ahead and try to solve what they think is a murder. Um, it's a week by week show, which is pretty interesting. That Hulu started to do like the whole Disney Plus formula. Dude, it's it's weird going back to week to week compared to everything dropping at once. You know, with with the Marvel projects and Star Wars ones it was one thing, but seeing like a regular just show do this again just so odd to me. I'm so spoiled by just Netflix But dropping it's good the whole though. Thing. It is good. I'm glad they're doing it, but it's just weird. Some,
1: yes, some guy realized or some girl realized over in marketing for these things mm-hmm. that by dropping everything at once You're not in the conversation for a long time. You will continuously, weekly, almost have to drop something new every single week, where now you don't. You can put more effort, more better writers, better budget into one project and drop it weekly Mm -hmm. instead of just half-assing it, you know, for like five fucking projects Mm -hmm. at the
4: same time. I can't imagine this show. I mean, I've never heard of this show. I can't imagine it has a short budget because it's got Selena Gomez and Steve Martin. Like and I Martin can't Short. imagine that those and yeah, and Martin Short. Who in God' name thought of doing a TV show with these three people is the most random thing in the freaking world. But those aren't cheap actors. It's Actually, like, Steve I Martin helps write anything. it too. See, they've even got a credible source of material. So it's like, I don't know. And I all like, three are know, executive with, with producers. coming, it must be popular. I mean, Selena Gomez is also what like the most followed person on Instagram, or was.
1: That would be Cristiano Ronaldo, buddy.
4: <laughs> well, if it is now, that's great. But I'm saying in the past.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's implying that I she has
4: you. a really big full following to promote the show. So there's probably a lot of viewers for it. Yeah, yeah dude. It's, it's always
0: trending every week for me
1: I my, my what year was inst What year was Instagram uh, invented? Like 2013? I think 2012. Yeah, and the, all of so us were right. just getting out of our Wizards of Waverly Place franchise, so we needed some... Selena Gomez picks to uh look at, you know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyways, it got picked up for season two. I'm loving the hell out of this show.
0: Um maybe next time Brandon comes on we can we can talk in depth about it or do an LFG when it's the
1: season one's over. Because this show's Brandon's gonna do that.
0: It's wonderful, dude. I'm loving every bit of this fucking man, show.
1: Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it, man. I can't watch TV though.
0: I think you should uh give it a shot once it once it all hits streaming.
1: Anyone watching an Impeachment though? No, A great fucking show. I have show seen right that there.
3: fucking trailer nine hundred times during football, dude. They are pushing the
1: shit out of that yeah. show. It's so good. It's it's amazing. I love I'm, it. I'm
3: at least glad it's good. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, they have not missed once. They did the OJ trial. They did the Versace thing, and now this. I mm. love it. Well, oh, I So this so. is all. You're talking about the OJ o- uh, o- trial yeah. with uh, John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that series oh, okay. is now doing one about Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting.
4: I'm I'm excited to watch Yeah, that. with
1: uh it's Paulson, Bernie Fe- Fe- Feldstein from BookSmart, or the two okay. main ones. And uh, I don't know who Clinton is, you know, but those are your two big Thanks. actresses uh, in it. Who played it's OJ in, in that?
0: So I don't I don't know, Cuban dude. Yes, there you go. He was also yeah. wasn't he in um Oh, what else was he fucking in? I feel like he was in something else we talked about on the show at one point.
1: Yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, though, yeah it's, yeah. yeah, it's about the Bill Clinton impeachment with Monica and all that shit. And Monica's an executive producer on this show, which is actually pretty cool. So it's not just some, you know, one-sided type story because she's given her in-depth things on it, I guess, for writing and all that. So it's good. If you haven't watched it, check it out. If you have watched it, let us know at Galaxy of Film on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's right. I I plugged ourselves. I plugged ourselves. Yeah, say something! Um, It's not something we talked about about on the
0: show. I think we talked about like a stream of the week or something one fucking week. He's in Boys in the
3: Hood.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen it. I thought
3: you were talking about something
1: recent. I was like, oh, yeah. I thought so, so too. I think we talked about for a stream of the the week, dude. Yeah, okay, bud. That was in the 90s. I fucking love Boys in the Hood. That's 30 years ago,
0: bud. Okay, Jesus fucking Christ. Up next on the news, Andy Serkis states that some point Venom will meet Spider-Man. At some point, um, we got that early screening for Venom Two this week. Do people
1: know he's directing this movie?
0: I don't think anyone fucking knows. I think they just think Andy Serkis is just walking around. I don't think
3: anyone saw his last movie. He did another movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he did a Jungle Book movie, like his own version of it. That was Sean. Mowgli, Mowgli, it
1: was called. Like, he did another the Jungle one. Book. Oh, wasn't it wasn't
3: like the same
0: year both of them came out.
3: Yeah, yeah, was yeah. It the next year. Well, he he was supposed to put it the same year, and then he he waited till next year because John Favreau put out his first, and then he put it. I saw it. It was it's very it's okay, but yeah, man, no one saw that though. God, I thought this I was a directorial debut. That's awful.
0: Um, oh,
3: settle down, bud. Yeah,
0: dude. There's from the early screening. Tom Hardy was like, "Don't leak out at the end credits." dude it has me worried you know i liked the first venom i thought it was okay it's just decent it's nothing crazy special i was looking forward to to venom 2 despite all the delays even though we've talked about how weird it is that woody harrelson's playing carnage um what the fuck? but based off of this past week with andy circus making a statement and tom yeah. hardy saying you know don't spoil the uncredits stay for the uncredits it's like okay I'm not going to sit through two hours of bullshit for a good 30 second scene. Are you, you telling me are, the man. actual product is actually is not worth watching, but the end credits is? It has me worried for man. I'm almost guaranteeing that um, the end credits scene is just Venom looking at Spider Man because we know No Way Home. Part of it would take place directly after Far From Home, based off the trailer. We're getting footage of them continuously swinging. There's no time period for Peter to meet Venom on that swing home with Venom being in San Francisco. So if he meets Spider-Man, he's going to meet Andrew Garfield, I feel like, because we already have a Venom in the Toby universe. But if he's somehow thrown into the MCU Tom Holland universe, I think he's just going to see him at a distance and get the White Emblem. And then for the... Uh, no way home post credits or maybe even in the movie which I hope not because I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago how packed that movie looks then I think we'll get another tease of them meeting for a fourth film or for whatever at that point but I, I just think it'll be the white symbol honestly um, especially because when the first Venom came out I remember Sony executives had to make a statement because people were upset about that trailer since he didn't have it in that poster stating you know, he physically cannot have this symbol because he has not met Spider-Man. He cannot do the web-slinging thing because he has not seen Spider-Man yet. And that was before the Tom Holland thing going on with the whole um, Sony wanting the more money from, or Disney wanting more money from Sony to use him. I just think it'll be it'll either be Andrew if he's physically there, which I'm, I'd be fine with. I think it'd be a great lead into Far From Home, or No Way Home, excuse me. Or we'll see him look at Tom Holland at a distance. Um, Danilo, do you have any any thoughts, theories on this?
1: I don't. I I have no theories on what this end credit could be like. I don't think we're gonna see Tom. I don't think we're gonna see Andrew. Are the only two quote unquote theories I have. I don't think he's getting the white emblem. I, I think if anything, it's gonna be Miles. He's gonna see a Miles Morales. He's gonna be pulled into the Spider Verse Two to then start up the Spider Verse Two. Oh, like, you think he's gonna be I mean, thrown into like
4: an animation form
1: yeah i, I but I, think, I have I have no guesses as to what they saw
4: It's leak Andy Circus is gonna reach that far though in trying to be you know I don't know, like setting an example like Marvel does and they do all the crazy stuff. like I feel like he's gonna keep the story relatively simple since it is you know Sony making it
1: yeah i I have no idea. it's leaked though, so if we really want to know, we can just it's a Google search away. Oh, is it really? <laughs> Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to
0: avoid it. I'd like to have a good experience. Oh, Nick's just pointing his fucking phone out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have I have no idea. I, I can't tell you. I don't see the Spider-Man coming into it, though.
0: Nick, based off what you just said, though, you know, the end credits scene for Venom was the preview for Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that was the second end credits after oh, we I get the Woody the Harrelson Carnage scene. thing. Oh, so, nice.
1: maybe... But it was like a trailer for the Spider Verse, not like, uh, we're gonna put him in the Spider Verse. Yeah, know? that's what I'm saying.
0: Maybe they will do that because they've already yeah, experimented yeah, yeah, yeah. having the animation in the movie.
1: Yeah. Even if it
0: was just a lead in thing.
1: That would be kind of cool, though, to be honest with you, to have Tom Hardy do some voice acting as a Venom in the Spider Verse too. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. I'd say, man. Yeah, I'd be down. You know, it would be Mark, what dope. do you think?
0: Yeah, Mark, what's going on?
1: Here's the
3: thing um, that I'm, I'm listening to. It's like, okay we're we're excited for the fact that we want uh, either MCU Spider-Man to interact with this Venom or something something along the lines where we start doing multiverse stuff but the fact is like there's no paying attention to the fact that Carnage we're actually getting a, a, a live-action Carnage and that's not even the thing the conversation that anyone's having it's like they are completely Sony is just they're desperate to try to get people to go see this movie for the fact there's an MCU movie, when in reality, I really, I, th- I really feel like they're doing a disservice to to to, to Carnage right now. It, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it, it kind of makes you sad just a little bit because I like that character, but it's like, fuck, man. I really hope that this movie isn't just a throwaway or a stepping stone into something else. It's like that first Venom is kind of shitty. Honestly, it, it's very mediocre, and it's like I feel like if Sony really wants to hold on to this property they really got to get that shit right with this movie or at the very most, they got to get it right with Craven. But I I really don't see how they're going to be able to hold on to any of this stuff. They'll eventually just give it to the MCU, but I'm kind of, I just, I wish this
1: movie, uh, the hype was just the fact that carnage is there. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I I I, I feel the same way. My problem is though, I don't like who's playing carnage. I want a teenage carnage. Or a twenty-year-old Carnage. I don't want Woody Harrelson, who's now in his forties, playing Carnage. Carnage. Yeah, that was my big problem. When, once I left Venom too, I was pumped to have Carnage now be introduced like that fast as well. Because I'm like, this is gonna be good. Like they're like they're just kicking off and they're running with it. And then they're like, well, Woody Harrelson's your Carnage. I'm like. All right, man. Like, I, I can try and get over that, but at the end of the day, like, I'm not gonna be too happy about it. And so now the whole, like you said, the whole talk is Spider Man instead of Carnage. But at the end of the day, I am happy we're seeing a live action Carnage. I just I hope it's too. done right. You know, I, I hope we. It's not the end of him in this movie too. I hope it's not a one off and done. I hope you know. That's I don't the know most how important it part. Yeah.
3: It's like, bro, we can't one off. We can't have this guy uh, getting killed like the way Riot did. In the last movie, yeah, like you know, fucking, like he blew up on a rocket. Yeah, sick. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit. And plus, see, this movie's PG-13 too, which kind of that, that even really kind of brings me down a little bit. Oh like, yeah. my god, god, god bro, Carnage does some brutal shit in these comic books.
1: Yeah,
3: that um,
0: really uh, was some bullshit, man. I, I really thought it was already like officially rated R before they did that.
1: That's yeah, really that's what we all to. thought. Yes, because it's Carnage, man. It's it like when you when you hear that name. That's someone who just like rips people's bodies in half and then eats that shit for breakfast, you mm-hmm. know. Not oh well, let me just stick my tongue down your throat. Yeah, but <sighs> I know what porn is. Sick.
3: Or fucking Danello saw the trailer and he's like, you he got like a quarter of a chode going. He's like, oh shit, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, man. Damn, it's, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, that's the shit that that's messing with me the most. It's just the fact that like this movie just feels like, hey. Hey, Tom so Holland might be in being, this. Maybe sort of. Maybe, and I'm like, God, bro, let's fo- let's focus on this part. And the fact that they keep they keep moving around this um this this date for it. Right? It was gonna be like next year, maybe, and then and then now it's gonna get pushed up a week. Yeah, that uh, which killed I my heard hype. the only reason. Yeah, the only, I heard the only reason that they didn't push it to January is because of Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Yeah, yeah which I guess makes me think it,
0: that if we do see Tom Holland. You know, it, it'll be a distant thing because we know he won't interact with him during No Way Home. Mm.
4: All right, I spoiled it for myself.
1: T- you you saw it? <laughs> you know what well, it I is. I didn't see
4: it, but like I read about it.
1: Oh, wow. nice, nice, nice! You the man, Nick. You the man. <laughs> Insider information, right
4: there.
1: We'll you text you know. about it. We'll text you about it later. Is, is it <laughs> Nick? Nick? What? Okay, Nick. Since you saw it or read about, it, what do you think is going to be better, the movie or the end credit scene?
4: that's what everybody's really I mean from my short bit of research right now that's what everybody's hyped about is the end credit I mean people are really excited about the movie but everybody keeps highlighting the end credit scene
1: the end credit scene yeah that's sad that's sad when that movie's like that man 20 seconds Sony did this already one time
4: remember they were really
3: pushing for the sinister six uh, back when the amazing spider-man 2 came out they're like hey man get, get pumped for it right hey we got the guy in the hallway walking past all the villain stuff yeah hey, and then no one cared because they're like well this movie's shitty so that movie's probably gonna be shitty i just i there's deja vu happening here broke I, my heart that's exactly it. i'm like god damn can, can you can you not put the cart before the horse here
1: yeah that's good way of putting it <laughs> andrew garfield's the superior spider-man yeah that's right that's right i said uh, it
4: uh, can i leave the podcast early Whoa! Okay, <laughs> Nick. Okay, bud. All right, next, next, topic. next topic. It's good to have you back, Nick. I just don't want to hear you disrespect Bully McGuire like that, bro.
1: Bro, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying Andrew Garfield's better. All right, next topic. I'm saying right. Andrew's
3: at the top of the Spider-Man hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. Next topic,
2: bro.
1: Up next. Read off Chris- the next topic, bud. Christopher
0: Nolan's next film with Universal Pictures, ending his relationship with Warner Brothers nearly after two decades. Is Good for the, you,
1: Christopher! Good for you, man! This
0: is due to how Tenet was handled last year during the, the yeah, height of the pandemic the when they attempted to bring back theaters with Tenet. Um, you know, we
1: liked Tenet. Danielle and I did. I know you loved Tenet. That was your favorite movie last year. I liked it quite a bit. That movie just fucking blew my mind. The whole time trap... I don't know what the fuck I even watched, but I was hard the entire time just by what I was watching.
0: But I, it's such a weird thing to bring back
1: to bring the movies back with. Yeah. yeah that was a bad move. Well, they need to make their money back, man. Mark well, talked about this in I, a lot on his fucking, podcast.
3: Yeah, I had the fucking Monsters, Inc. people come and clean my theater as I was watching it. Like, I'm talking, they were in, like, the full body suit vacuuming and sanitizing shit. It was, it was rough, man. I had to I'd almost leave. Really? Uh, I got to admit, I didn't like Denet, though.
1: Ah, uh, Whoa. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
3: What can you do? Anyway, though, yeah. It,
1: who's the Who's the guy? He's in that Perry Mason show, isn't he? What's his name? He's I supposed to be Oppenheimer. Not. Nah, it's not Perry Mason. Who the fuck is it? You know what I'm talking about, right? No. Who they casted Oppenheimer already, or that's who they think who's playing him? Because that's what it's about. God oh, damn. the next f- Nolan film. Yeah, oh,
3: I, I I didn't know there was any news about that. Nolan's very secret about his projects. He you know he keeps his stuff pretty close to the chest. I'm surprised that there's any type of info so far about any project he's doing. Yeah,
1: I hadn't heard about this. <laughs> it's supposed to be... It's about the bomb that we dropped on them. The Manhattan Project is what I hmm. hear, is what they say. It's like something about the Manhattan Project. Obviously, it's going to have its Nolan twist to it. And they're trying to cast... What's the fucking guy's name? He, he's a fucking TikTok star, goddamn it! I don't even know what it, he's not a TikTok star, but well, I mean,
3: he, he did cast Harry Styles, and we we're all like, "Oh, really?" And then, but he turned out to be pretty good. So I didn't watch Dunkirk actually; I never got around to it. Yeah, Dun, Dunkirk's pretty good. It's very
1: slow though. I'll, I'll give you fair warning. Okay. Killian K-Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I have no clue who that is. Okay, if you look him up, you'll know the face. But <laughs> uh... yeah, it's supposed to be about. I guess the bomb that we dropped, at the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it. I, I like that little time, history and time where they're developing it, that race to you know make the world's deadliest weapon. I, like that's pretty interesting to me, and with the Nolan twist on it, must must be somewhat cool. But uh, yeah. Is Killing Murphy for it, the, a white guy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no clue who this guy is, dude.
1: Oh, never mind then, bro. You're good. You're good. He... Peaky Blinders. Oh, he's in he a does. Quiet Place Part Two. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the dad who's with Emily Blunt.
3: The uh, Scarecrow in the in the he's Scarecrow. Team. Oh, yeah. he's Scarecrow. Okay, I was
0: like, who is Batman again?
1: I didn't yeah, recognize longer- him without
0: the glasses.
1: Yeah, but uh, Here, I'm on Instagram, right. When you see like uh, motivational shit, he's always on the front of it. That's exactly right. That's how I know him. From. Yeah. That's why I said he was like some TikTok guy because I see it on my TikTok. Oh, he thought like
3: well, he thought it was a part of it. I was like, this "Silly Murphy, have a TikTok?" No, he's yeah, just yeah, every like, "Hey, bro, you got to grind harder than everyone else because yeah, 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 be. yeah." That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Um, Nick, do you have any any closing comments on this Christopher Nolan news?
4: I'm excited for it. I like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, and uh, hopefully, you know, it uh, allows him more freedom. I mean, it's almost like a. You know, like an athlete going to a new team because I guess, like Aaron Rodgers, how he can't pick the teammates he wants, you know, mm. and he wants to go to a new team. So it's like kind of like that, you know, just more freedom to do his creation, his visions. That excites me. I like Christopher Nolan. Interstellar is one of my top five films.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, up next, I, don't, I know you're more of an Xbox guy, Nick, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, Anthony Mackie will star and produce a live action twisted metal series any any comments on this Nick
4: you know I actually didn't know what twisted metal was until about uh, somebody told me two weeks ago they were like hey have you ever played this and so that's when I googled it but uh, I'm not really necessarily interested because I never played games
0: okay I'm not a big
4: Anthony Mackie fan so (sighs) I figured I'm
0: I'm excited for this dude twisted metal is fucking wild Um, I I really wonder, with it being live action, how far this will go, if it'll be primarily about the characters, or we're going to see the rallies and whatnot. Um, I just hope this show just goes full, like, head at it, crazy budget, why the hell not? Because this show could be a lot of fun, honestly. Um, Mark, are you a fan of Twisted Metal at all?
3: Yeah, dude, I grew up with that game. The only, the only thing, though, I've noticed, and this is always the pattern with, like, these, these video game movies, mm-hmm. is that a lot of times the people who fund them, they don't know the game or the material, right? Yeah. It's always, like, let's try to keep our budget really low. We'll try to get it. Uh, we'll, we'll throw, like, a one big-name person in there that's recognizable, like Anthony Mackie, and then we'll try to reference as many things that's in that game. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Monster Hunter last year. I didn't exact. That was exactly the problem that with with that movie where it was like hey uh this monster showed up and we're like well we don't really care because you you throw nothing but noises and images at us for roughly an hour and a half That's all, like, I, I can't uh, be invested kombat in any films. of this mortal kombat it, it had a little bit of that right it's a lot of like hey, you know you know this so automatically this means it's good right and you go no i you know you can't just throw a character at me because i know it i gotta i gotta be invested in it a little bit i gotta I gotta know his arc going in. I gotta know his motive. Um mm-hmm. and plus you know, Twisted Metal doesn't really lend itself really to a story, I don't think. I, I wanna I think, say I think Twisted Metal Black
0: had a story, but you know, it's it's a, a car game. It's not very right.
3: you know, plot driven, even if it has a story. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm have a I have a feeling about that I I you know, I wanna always be optimistic at least, you know. But I just I have, I've feel weird about it, man. I just I noticed there's a lot of patterns with these, these video game movies, too. Yeah. Well, I'm just uh, Keep my fingers crossed. I
1: don't, even, good. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Sounds cool. Just hope <laughs> it's done right.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Last piece of news we got. Um, the Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger film Twins will be hey, getting a sequel. That
1: like guy died, bro. Don't you want to give him a shout-out?
0: I-, I was going to mention that in a minute. God, thanks
1: for interrupting me, asshole. My bad, dude. My bad. Jesus. Rip to the SNL guy. Th- there we go. Thank you for addressing it, Danilo.
0: Real, real <laughs> SNL guy. <laughs> Holy God.
3: God damn. Man.
0: God damn- Yeah, Norm McDonald died <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. Thanks for just ruining that one,
1: Danilo. No, I didn't, dude. Norm would be Norm would be smiling up there. No one okay. our comedy Norm
4: would be smiling Norm. up there. Norm's probably like Danilo should replace me on SNL.
1: Yeah, and that's probably exactly what he's saying, man. He's Jesus Christ. Like. Uh, Danilo
4: can't because he doesn't do TV.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, he doesn't that's right. TV,
4: yeah. So I can't. He doesn't do TV. So.
1: And I can't read. so
4: yeah, He'll be in the do. SNL movie, but... <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. Maybe. I mean, I would be down.
0: Yeah, rest in peace, Norm. Thanks, Danilo, for that. And um, not the
1: robot from uh, Phineas and Ferb.
0: Okay, buddy. Twins is
1: robot named Norm, dude. Don't you Twins remember? Twins
0: is getting a sequel titled Triplets, adding Tracy Morgan to the cast. Out of all these random movies getting decades later sequels, I'm tired of them. I'm sick and fucking tired of them. But I love Danny DeVito. So I'm gonna watch this day one, <laughs> just for the hell of it. Danny DeVito just gets funnier and funnier every day. Um, Mark, any any comments on this?
3: I I um I seen it's always sunny earlier this year. Like I finished all the way through. He was the best part of that show, dude. That that Rambo bit he did, where everybody's like, "Are you courting Rambo?" <laughs> then, "No, it's just some shit that I say." <laughs> I'm uh I, I think with like a twins movie, it's the same thing too. It's just like, hey, people get nostalgic. It's like we're not really nostalgic about that. You know, that was just a cool ass movie. May, maybe you might get your your people back and um. I, I wasn't sure. I thought Tracy Morgan like I thought I think got canceled or something. He's back now. He got into a, a bad car wreck a couple years ago. Like a, a semi
0: truck from Walmart put him in the hospital for several months. Oh shit.
3: No, I think he had like said something or, or something. We were like yeah, we don't like we don't mess with with Tracy Morgan no more. I I could have swore I heard he was like uh, in a situation. Maybe so, I just uh, remember the car wreck because he was out of work for like a year plus because of it. Damn, well I mean it's good that he's at least working then. That, like he's yeah. he's back on his feet and he's he's in a situation where he could uh start doing movies. So I'm I'll, I'll at least I'm at least happy for that. I agree. I agree. Neil, any comments on this news? Don't even know what you guys are talking about. Never
0: okay. saw twins, okay.
1: never saw twip, triplets, quadruplets, single. I don't know what you guys are. Okay. About. Nick, any
4: comments you know, on this it every day. Um uh, I'm kind of with Danilo. I'd never heard of this movie till now, but the fact that somebody put Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito together in a freaking movie in '88 is hilarious to me, and now I do want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that they're does twins, sound interesting.
1: <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. That sounds That's, cool. That why are the movies watching cold? I love
4: Danny DeVito.
1: Settle down, bud. Settle okay, down. Please. I just say I haven't seen a hey, fucking hey, film. Hey, oh, hey right. look. Hey, rip to, norm, bro, rip, to to oh. rip to Norm, bro. Rip to Norm. Rip to Norm. Jesus, bud. We a proper send off.
0: That wraps That's up for news work, this week, man. guys. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. That wraps up for news this week, guys. Let's jump into shows. When we only have what if to talk about. Daniil, you want to give a breakdown of today's episode? I didn't I
1: didn't watch it this week. What the fuck, I up dude? Late. I didn't watch it. dude. Listen, I this show isn't doing it for me, to be honest with you, so I have no motivation to watch it. It's either a great show or I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. It's either rushed, too slowed, Or it's the Doctor Strange episode, which was fantastic. Everything else has been a piece of shit, in my opinion. So, if you want to give the recap of this, if you think this is top tier, like the Doctor Strange episode was, you let me know, man. You tell me how it is right now. Wasn't that good of an episode? Was it that good of an episode? Shut the fuck up, dude. God. Exactly,
0: bro. This is what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark in the beginning of the first Iron Man film. This episode is all over the fucking place.
4: Yeah,
1: exactly! Um, That's exactly right, bro. That's it. Proves my point right there. The thing that bugged
0: the absolute hell out of me is the aging thing, because I thought the Chala and um, uh, Killmonger, I forget Killmonger's real name, um, I thought they were in their 20s. And Black Panther takes place 10 years after Iron Man, right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, so how was Killmonger able to save Iron Man when he's supposed to be a you know, early teenager.
1: It's what if, right? What if? It's It's what what fucking if, but just,
0: the time thing bugs the hell out of me. Um, down. yeah, dude, it was a cool episode, I guess. Iron Man and Killmonger become buddy, (laughs) buddy. Uh, Chadwick is yet again here voicing T'Challa though, which was cool. And much like the zombie episode where we spoke about, he gets a really nice final voice line again. What is that realm we talked about last week? What is the realm that the Black Panther Quantum goes realm? into? No, the like the oh. he drinks the juice and he goes into the African realm with oh, the purple the sky. S-
1: the state, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, psh, the oh god, I know what it is too, man. God damn it. Give me a minute, give me a minute. Keep talking, keep coming. Talking, anyways, keep there's,
0: a, minute, there's a nice scene with the Chala speaking to Killmonger, who's voiced by Michael B. Jordan, so it's pretty touching in that realm. You know, it's it uh it mirrors the scene with T'Challa speaking to his father from the Black Panther film. The Ancestral Plane. Ancestral Plane. Thank you. That scene took it away for me. Um it was just cool to get Michael B Jordan back in the MCU. I know he's we're, you know speculated to be in Black Panther 2. Who the hell knows. Um this episode was okay. It wasn't great, but I'm I loved that T'Challa scene towards the end just cuz we're getting you know, some final Chadwick content. Um However, I do think his his, you know, little speech in the zombies episode was, was better. I Like that a lot more. But it was an okay episode. I didn't regret watching it. I'm still enjoying the show for what it is. Um Yeah.
1: That's that's nice. I'm I'm happy someone gets enjoyment out of watching this show. Wow, the first positive thing you said on this episode. <laughs> dude, I have been
4: positive, man. I hey, said Rip, Rip to Norm. Norm. Yeah, Rip Norm was positive. Shut the fuck yeah, up, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Before we get the stream of the week, um, dude, our friend Jake over at Mayhem Pictures released his short film recently,
1: all about the yes, COVID he did.
0: vaccine. We gave it a watch, dude. This thing's
1: fucking great. Uh, it is great. The directing, great. I thought the little story there was great. i loved every second of it, man.
0: I as well, dude. The You know what it reminded me of? We, I don't think you've seen the movie, actually. I think we've talked about this. Um, also, the film's called Down with the Sickness. I'll have a link down in our show notes below. You can find it on Vimeo, because um, YouTube wanted to be a fucking asshole about him uploading this. Um, it's
3: and eight Instagram,
1: minutes. And Instagram, and Instagram.
0: Yeah, on Instagram as well. Um, it's eight minutes long. Give this thing a watch. Support his content. Support his podcast. What we'll mayhem pictures? He's been on this show a couple times now. Great fucking dude. But this whole thing reminded me of one scene specifically from E.T. The dinner scene where everyone's Bro, at the table. I've for seen low- E.T. I thought we had an argument about you not seeing E.T. before.
1: I've seen bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. But I've okay. seen. But yeah. majority of ET, bud. you okay, have seen it. <laughs> positive today,
0: huh? Yeah. Anyways, it reminded me a bit of the dinner scene from ET, where they're at the round table with the low-hanging light. Um, yeah, I love this thing, dude. Go check it out. It's eight minutes long. Why not? Go support Mayhem Pictures. Support Jake.
1: Yeah, it's good, bro. It's art. It's art at the end of the day. It's not. Yeah, it's, not it's not a political statement. Ain't anything like that. Just sit down, shut the fuck up, and watch and watch his movie because it's, it's worth the watch.
0: <laughs> it really is. I, I enjoyed the hell of it. I got a good laugh out of it too, especially because, you know, we, we've we sat down with Jake for several hours speaking to him on the podcast and even afterwards talked to him for a bit. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. absolutely hilarious hearing him scream about beer.
1: <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed that part. Yeah, man. But check it out.
0: Download the Sickness. Link down below in the show notes. We'll promote it on the Instagram as well. But uh,
1: before we cut to our break, Danilo, what is your stream of the week this week, my good sir? My stream of the week is an old one, and I decided to go with this just for this occasion. Actually, kind of because of Jake, so it all tied in nicely. And because we're in a pandemic. Contagion has just been added to the Hulu library, so that is my stream of the week i love this movie dude it's amazing how many things they get right just by this whole fucking movie Mm -hmm. where you know they don't know that a pandemic's coming obviously in the in the future but it's a great movie i liked it i feel bad for our boy matt damon because his wife cheats on him and that's how you know some people fucking died because of her yeah lawrence Fishburne's in it matt damon gwyneth paltrow uh, a few other big ones too but i liked it i mean you know it's an old movie (laughs) i recommend watching it now um We're kind of, I guess, quote unquote, out of the pandemic or it's not, you know, it's not like the beginning how it once was with all the mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem pictures. Um, But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good, actually. I I do. I do enjoy it. Oh, Jude Law's in it. Kate Winslet. When did Uh, this come out? 2011. You've never seen this movie? I've never heard of it. No. This movie terrified me as a kid.
3: It's very underrated movies, man. It's it's hella creepy to, to watch like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it is. Yeah. Even back then, though, it was a bit creepy to watch as well because you're like, so something like this studded, could dude, happen. Man. Like, the shit that happens, you go, oh, fuck, that, that is very, that is something that could very much happen. Nick's yeah, just saying yeah, yeah. a screenshots of this phone to the
4: camera. I love it. <laughs> oh, those are, the, those are the scores. Like, it actually did pretty well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going go to go watch soon,
4: actually.
1: The score alone, like, the soundtrack to it's phenomenal. Like, that's horror in itself right there.
3: Oh, yeah, it's very Hans Zimmer-like. Like, Like, if Hans Zimmer makes some spooky,
1: dude, that's some good shit, dude. Interesting. That's a great film. If you haven't seen it and you want to watch about uh, how a global pandemic takes over the entire world and kills a bunch of people, this is the movie for you. If you don't want to watch that and you just want to turn on the news, then you can turn (laughs) on the news and watch the same movie as well. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Contagion 2011, Soderbergh. Give it Man, a watch. That sounds awesome. I might give it a watch tomorrow. On Hulu. Actually. On Hulu. Sounds pretty good. It is. Uh,
0: so let's go ahead and cut to our break real quick before we be talk about our first film of this week, Ryan Johnson's Looper. And if you're not familiar with our rating system, we'll go ahead and play that for you in just a second, guys. We'll be right back.
2: Oh, hi, Mark. The
0: Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here's the order in which we rate these films. Number five. Kurosawa, the entire planet is one big city. Number four.
2: Hey. Bespin, it's pretty far but I think we can make it. A
0: mining colony?
2: Yeah, it's a, bad, a gas mine.
0: Number three. Like you did by the lake on Naboo. Number two.
4: Set your course for the hot system.
0: And lastly, number one.
3: Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jack Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku?
0: Alright, and we're back from our quick little break. We're going to go ahead and talk about Ryan Johnson's Looper now. Danilo, give us your, your traditional breakdown.
1: I actually didn't watch this, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I got you, bud. All right. Anyway, though, oh. um, so what's his name? Fucking Joe. Yeah. So Joe's a looper and he's a bounty hunter from the past who shoots people from the future. And yeah, I mean, I mean, that really that's how the plot goes. And one day he's just has to shoot himself. And you're like, damn, that is rough. That's really rough. So he had to shoot Bruce Willis. Um, I don't know what his name is. Let's call him just future Joe. Joe what? Joe mama. So anyway though, future Joe just kinda goes on the run, and then our main Joe is in some syndicate, you know, known as Loopers. Hunting down the bad people who the future sends to the past to be shot. And then... Yeah dude, you just ruined my whole train of thought here. What the fuck? Anywho, Joe Joe over here has to hunt, hunt his future self down, but his future self runs away. So, now he has to struggle with, do I really wanna kill him, you know, is it my job? Don't I? He makes up his decision that he does want he does want to kill him. However, though he's still on the run because the syndicate's going after him. So for the entire movie, he both Joes are on the run. But future Joe is trying to kill some kids because, you know, he just thinks that's all fun. I'm just kidding. He's trying to kill kids because he doesn't want his wife to be killed by what these kids would could potentially turn into, which would be a future boss which kills his bot, which kills his wife, in the future. Just watch the fucking movie at this point. You know, this this is the most butchered fucking plot. I mean, good luck keeping along. But anywho, um, Future Joe kills the two wrong kids, so you're like, damn, the mom just lost both her kids. So you're like, Future Joe's kind of an absolute asshole. Young Joe is hooking up with Emily Blunt on the sideline, getting some action, um, with some sped kid. Oh, sorry, um... TK kid is what they call him, because he can levitate shit and blow people up from the inside out. So that's actually kind of lit, you know? Um, Does that to one of Joe's friends, and you're like, damn, that guy was actually nice to Joe as well. Joe what? Joe Mama. Anyway, though, Joe and Emily Blunt have a little sex, and then after that, Future Joe comes after him, because they're like, that's the house that we need to go after. But before Future Joe does that, he gets captured, and he kills the entire syndicate. Then he goes to get his younger self, Joe to try and shoot the kid who our main Joe is protecting, Emily Blunt's kid or whatever. Anywho, um, yeah, Joe ends up killing himself at the end of the movie because he's like, I'm going to stop the loop, <laughs> and that's how it ends. And the Rainmaker kid, the TK kid, the Sped kid, whoever you want to call him, you know, he, um, he lives happily ever after, and you're like, I'm happy for you, man. I really am. But then when you try to think about this movie into time travel shit, you're like, it makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> but they told you that throughout the entire movie that it does make zero fucking sense. So, you're right about thanks, that. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm right about that. It's it's the grandfather paradox, man. <laughs> it is. That's what they call it, remember? Hmm? If you go back in time to kill your grandfather, that means your grandfather's not born to have your dad to have then you. So then how is your, so is your grandfather really then dead, you know? Yeah. But and that's how this movie was, this whole fucking loop. But he's like, end the loop, and he just like blew himself away. He had a cool Blunt name for the gun. What was the gun
4: called? But he, he did it because older Joe was gonna kill the kid who does grow up to become the crime lord.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he, but and he, Emily, Emily Blunt must have had some good, you know, because he did that for Emily. We all know he did for Emily. Oh,
4: Blunt. I mean, well, of course, because you know, it's implied throughout the whole movie that the kid turns into an evil overlord because his mother gets killed. He runs off by himself. He, you know, lets his depression take over, and that's when he becomes evil. Mm-hmm. In, you know, of course, <laughs> the Matilda of this world, so he's going to dominate everybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was the plot of the movie. Um, the gun's a blunderbust. Plunderbust. Yeah, that, that gun was pretty sick, in my opinion. And Paul Dano was in it. Shout out to Paul Dano. I, I forget about Paul Dano sometimes, dude. Come on, man. Come on. One of the best actors that's living today. Yeah. Beast, but... yeah, we don't,
3: he's, he's not in the conversation enough.
1: He, he is
0: Batman, a man.
3: My I hope it does.
0: Hopefully, hopefully. Dude... <sighs> well, this is my first time watching Looper, okay? I've been putting okay, it on... Okay, okay. I've been putting okay. it on for a little bit. It's been on my list for, for fucking forever because my friend Steven's a big fan of it. I remember walking out of Last Jedi, opening night, and, you know, I... At the time, I liked the movie. You know, I'm hyped. I just saw Star Wars in theaters again, you know. I turn over to Steven as we're walking out of the theater. And I was like, did you like it? And Steven looks over at me. He's like, you know, if Ryan Johnson were right in front of me right now, first I'd thank him for Looper and I'd slap him for Last Jedi. And I'll never forget it. And I was like, why would you thank him for Looper if you don't like this movie? And Dude, watching this, I, I... I think I texted you one time when I paused to use the restroom real quick. Did not even look at the fucking top of my phone. This movie doesn't feel like it's actual... This movie sucks you in very well. It easily, in an odd way, compares to Blade
1: Runner. But... It doesn't. Yeah. Because like, one's wrestling with themselves. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's an aesthetic kind of what it is. Like yeah. futuristic, but not too futuristic mm-hmm. where they're still you know. A grimy city, too. There's still some, yeah. like
4: slums and poverty and stuff, you know. Exactly. For sure,
1: the first Blade Runner, not this new one, because this new one, you know, was 2049, but the, but for sure, the new, yeah. the old one.
3: Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's cool you know, it's like, you're, in, you're bringing in time travel and it's familiar, right? It's not like, oh, we're time traveling and we're trying to figure out as we go. No, it's just, this is a, a, something that exists in this world already, and it's already being used uh, mm-hmm. to, to as a business and shit like that, like, that's that's the cool thing about, like, that and also, too, like, with Blade Runner, it's it's something that, like, as a a theme of a movie, you'd go, I'd, I would bring this in, that'd be the whole movie, but here, it's just, it's one part of an element.
0: Yeah, you're right, and you, you say how it feels familiar. One thing, dude, and they, they bring this up in Avengers Endgame, you know, time travel movies kind of have a bit of a cliche you know, it's typically you see even in, like, shows, movies, books, even, um, someone goes to the past, or whatever, they step on, like, a butterfly, or a bug, and the future's drastically changed. I really, I can admire this, because this movie can't even understand time travel it's setting up. It's making it up as it goes, almost. You know, there's a hundred iterations of how time travel works. A lot of people just based off of, like, Back to the Future, which, even when I think of time travel, I kind of that's my go-to thought is Back to the Future. And I like the the line in Avengers Endgame where they, they bring it up and they try to explain how that fucking works. But I admire this for, for you know, just rolling with it. Fuck it at this point, you know?
4: I, I think the most interesting thing they do with the concept of time travel is actually Paul Dano's character. Where they're chopping off his limbs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's slowly, like, losing everything. And they, you know, they put, I think they they carved the address on him. Yeah. And then he shows up at the address and they shoot him. It's like, that's just, you know, he's not feeling the pain, but he obviously knows that they're torturing the, the young Paul Dano right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like slowly losing his limbs and like at one place, walking and yeah. like his foot's just gone. Or no, he's driving, excuse me. So he wrecks the car. Yeah, he's driving. <sighs>
4: That, yeah, and, that then was... he's like, and then he gets there, and, I, and he's, like, begging, isn't he like, crawling or something, he can't really talk anymore or something like that.
1: Yeah, because his tongue's cut off, his nose is removed. Yeah. <sighs> the that thing was... that this movie did with time travel is it still gave you free will. It did. Like, you could still change what the outcome was, which mm-hmm. in normal time travel movies, you can't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you're in a set loop, so to speak, you know? Hence the name, buddy. <laughs> I know, bud. That's why I picked this movie. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do anyway, really
0: admire uh, how the time travel is handled in this movie. Um, I love the, the environment that it's sci-fi-esque, but it doesn't dive too much into it, so it has that sense of realism. Um, yeah, dude, I. it's kind of weird. We see, it's not technically a flashback, but it is from Bruce Willis's point of view. It's weird as hell seeing Bruce Willis with the long hair for the... Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, weird. Yeah. You know what that I'm talking is about? weird. When they kind yeah, of segue from,
4: like, young Joe to, like, middle-aged Joe, and they, like, throw in Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. throw him in there. It made no fucking sense.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was, he's my favorite part of the movie, was him, like, leading up to, like, he knows at some point they're going to just shoot me, mm-hmm. right? And he's just kind of just going through the motions. Like, it's like a depression. And then eventually he kind of snaps into it, and, like, he gets married and everything. That shit was, that shit was like, probably the. Best part of the movie for me. Just take that emotional t- weight.
0: I agree, dude. It's a great part of the movie because like, if you knew... what, Do you honestly think you would like to know when you die? You just have that looming over your shoulders. So I do admire that we do get that, like you said, the emotional weight of it. We get to see him fall into an oppression state and then he's like, fuck this. I can prevent it still. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to get captured at some point, but I, I've done this job a hundred times. I know that if I, you know, have the fucking silver on my back, it's flip around. It's not going to shoot through the silver. That was clever. Yeah. Um, all the dialogue was great in this movie. I love the environment. Like I said, just the concept was was great in my opinion. I just love
4: how they told the story. Yeah, you know? just the, just the two different Joes, and it was so interesting to see like how one is so morally different from the other. You know, mm-hmm. one is concerned about his wife, the other one is concerned about you know the mob coming to get him, and also you know murdering a kid. <laughs>
0: um, it was a bit weird seeing emily blunt a bit younger because i'm used to seeing her from the quiet place films and from mary poppins so that kind of threw think me this off This one
4: of those films that like got her in the spotlight wasn't it was
0: I, this is my first time watching it oh, yeah. said
4: yeah and sicario yeah so,
3: yeah sicario too and i heard like she got a really good push with uh, from jason uh siegel he was the one who kind of brought her on, uh, cause they did a movie together. Like it was like some some rom com or something. But that that was the thing that kind of got her in the circle.
0: What rom com? Yeah. It wasn't Sarah Marshall, was it? It, it was
3: called like, like Five Year Engagement or something. Like were there like her and Jason Segel were or Jason Siegel were like married or they were engaged and it it, just, it was like a comedy.
0: That's gonna bug me. What?
1: Hold on. What? Cause I like Jason Segel. A- I saw this movie when I was a kid. This was on F that FX channel the, the, yeah, all the years. time when I was a kid as soon as it came out. So I constantly watched this movie. And then obviously it got taken off because of rights, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I missed watching it because I remember back when I was a kid, I loved watching it, you know. I don't know why I just did. I was so enthralled, so captured by the world and environment that they created. And it's weird because I'm not a big, you know, police guy. But at the end of the day, young Joe is a bootlicker. Like he will still do his job. Yeah. He will still shoot himself at any cost that, you know, whatever it brings. Like he, he knows the price. And I think that's kind of cool, because he, he never fights that. He never mm-hmm. once thought, Do I really want to kill my old self? Should I help my old self? It's no, I'm gonna kill my old self. You know, so I have I know yeah. how much time I have. So I, I did enjoy this movie. I love him as an actor. Uh I wish he did more projects, but he's like very selective. How about yeah, yeah, it's either, he has a real that's high, m- much, it's, you know, he wants just way too high money for movies, or he's very selective with the scripts that he takes, because I only know him in this, Brick, and, uh, the, the, the Rise of Batman, or whatever the fuck it's called, Rise, the Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah, yeah. that's, and really that's it.
4: So bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, he did like 50 what Days, a, or 20 days, 20
4: days Summer or something like that, or 365 with uh, I don't don't know. What the <laughs> fuck
0: you guys just said, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nick. What did you he say? He did a movie with Zoe Deschanel like uh, back in the very early 2000s, called was, the 500 <laughs> Summer.
1: That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I heard that movie's good. I just he never did, got did, around 50, to watching it. it Seth Rogen
4: yeah. and Kendrick where he gets cancer? Oh, 50, he 50. $5, $5, Yeah, that's a good ass movie too. That one was awesome. It's
2: cancer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah, I like yeah. Joseph
3: yeah. Gordon-Levitt. He did a like, a YouTube show too, not that long ago. I do love Joseph
0: Gordon-Levitt, man. I agree. I like to see more projects. Um, it's good. I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. I'm a, I love Die Hard. You know, I love him in Pulp Fiction. Obviously, it's cool seeing him in a role where he actually gave a shit before he starts taking ten movies a year. Yeah, it was refreshing because <laughs> like I hadn't seen this before um nick what are some more of you know your thoughts you i you think positive of this movie i'm pretty sure
4: um you know i like what danilo was saying earlier Uh, you know how how joseph gordon levitt was like young joe was the bootlicker you know he's the grunt that's prepared to die you know he's got some morals but he's not really just you know he's just hanging in there he's doing his job while you know bruce willis is you know now the john wick of this world and and he's got, you know, his own selfish – you know, he's done it. I think at that point, after the lifestyle he's lived of being a drug addict and, you know, uh, partying all the time. And, you know, he, he – because he, didn't he leave the crime syndicate and then he just took up murder jobs at that point to, to fund his drug habit and his wild lifestyle? Yeah,
1: hitman jobs. Yeah, because yeah, once you once you close your loop, you're done with the syndicate. Yeah. So you, yeah, you, you get yeah. your
4: life, yeah. So, I like that, you know, we got to see how it changed Joe into this, like, kind of heartless, you know, John Wick who's got, you know, his own version of the puppy and his wife. You know, (laughs) they killed his puppies, now he's killing everybody. (laughs) He is kind of John Wick, Uh, I think. Right. I mean, yeah, because he kills everybody. I mean, especially the scene when he goes back in time, back to, like, I guess, you know, young Joe's present day, Mm -hmm. and he kills the entire syndicate in their headquarters. Mhm. He mows down the whole, like the whole crew on his own. It's just, I don't know. It, it was interesting to me, but uh, I, you know, I, I definitely thought it was a great movie. I'm not a big Ryan Johnson guy, but you know, besides this and Knives Out, but um, I thought overall this was a really great movie. I thought it was casted really well. I thought it was written really well. Of course, you can, you know, be a stickler and and make all of the the time travel jokes and or you know, be like, how come this didn't affect the whole future? And, you know, you're like once they did this but you know it's it's that freedom like you guys were saying of you know you have that freedom within the time travel to kind of you know do things that aren't going to entirely affect the future like i don't know i mean like you know bruce willis is still running around and you know of course young joe is doing things entirely different than when bruce willis was young you know cuz he just closes his loop yeah pretty
0: much pretty much um gosh Let's let's go ahead and dive into the the ratings for this film, man. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Like you just said, dude, I'm not a big Ryan Johnson fan. I've been very vocal about that on the podcast plenty of times. I I don't understand how we can have a movie like Looper and a movie like Knives Out and still end up with an absolute shit show like The Last Jedi. Um, I loved this movie. Yeah. This was incredible. It was it was familiar because it's clearly inspired by Blade Runner, but at the same time it has its own original twist, um, where it kind of just rolls a it with that time travel thing going on. How it like it kind of doesn't know what it is, but it works out in its favor. Um, I fucking love this. I give it a flat on. You know this is.
4: I Love that explanation.
0: Definitely something I want to continue to rewatch in the future. Um, Mark, what are you? of are you closing your marks on Looper and what's your rating on it?
4: So
3: I'm I'm more in the middle of this movie. I'm not as big on this one. I think only because it's um a lot of times when I like when time travel is in movies, I, I like it when it's um it's like a Back to the Future thing. I like it when it's very cartoony. Okay. I don't like it when it gets too serious or like at at the limit it'd be like Endgame. hmm um, It's it's funny too because uh I remember I tweeted Ryan Johnson one time and then he. He wrote me back this whole thing about, like, hey, man, I'm really glad that you're, like, supportive and you're not as toxic on these people. And instead of being, like, excited for it, I remember being, like, why are you on Twitter right now caring about what anybody thinks about (laughs) any of your movies? Uh, But I could really tell, like, that whole Last Jedi thing really kind of messed with his head. Uh, I'm kind of glad they canceled that whole three-trilogy thing that he was supposed to do because I could tell (laughs) mentally he wasn't ready for that. Me uh, too. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then the Neil's uh, a fucking yeah, this, heart attack over here.
3: Oh, yeah. It, it's just, but, but to me, I, I just, I, um... not. I'm just not as big on this one, so I guess, like, a C or whatever planet, Hoth, I think. I think that was your rating system for the C. Oh, damn! Yeah. I don't watch this movie very often. I, I watch it again just for the show, and then... Uh, weirdly enough, I had a buddy who, he pretty much ripped this whole movie off when he was, uh, making his own film. Mhm. See, like, he started doing shit, and I was like, it looks like Looper. <laughs> like, as he was going into, like, the script writing and shit, I mm-hmm. was like, interesting. So he had some people come on for the movie, and I was like, hey, you guys should all watch Looper. And, uh, they all left after a while, because they're like, you're fucking ripping off Looper. Damn. Oh, Thanks for, oh. thank for him for that. That's... Oh, yeah, whatever that is. I mean, that's not, oh. it's not bad. Just don't. I don't watch it. Hey, low is like an F. I think low is like, like a movie I'd Scott would never fucking watch this again. I just probably won't watch this again, but not out of hatred, just out of sheer. (sighs) Guys interested in it. I have to have a motive behind watching this again. The Nilo is hurt, dude. I can just see him over
0: there. Before we get your Nick, what is some of your comments? He's he's, he's
3: looking like he
4: also cried just a little bit. What One is, little <laughs> tear. What <Maginello. laughs> some of
0: your closing comments and rating, Nick, on Looper?
4: Um, so I saw this movie in theaters back in, what, like 2012, 2011 when it came out. And uh, So I, I don't know if I'm a little biased because of nostalgia, but I've watched this movie probably, I don't know, five to ten times, you know, over the course of the years, just because mm-hmm. I liked it that much. Um, I'd say it's a best man on the way to Coruscant. I really did enjoy this movie. I'm also a really big Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan, So, uh, and I really like Emily Blunt. So those two kind of sold it for me as well as the plot line. Um, yeah, I, I thought this movie crushed it. So
0: awesome. 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 Danilo,
1: Danilo, buddy. <laughs> what are your- yeah. What's up, man? I give this movie, a a course on, I, it has its problems, no doubt with time travel. Like when you think about it, you're like, how did this movie happen? Cause Bruce Willis has a flashback of him killing, like, of young uh of young joe killing himself you know we go through his motions or we go and see that Mm -hmm. and then that's completely negated based on the ending of this movie so that that's not too good um but that was the main problem was the time travel but like you said i was engrossed with it um it's a detective movie for sure i like that part of it it's weird that he's a bootlicker i did like that part though i loved how he was loyal to his job i thought that was very cool um, even though I'm not a bootlicker myself, I thought it was cool that he portrayed a, a pretty good one. I wish he did more projects, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love this movie. I gave it a best, uh, not a best man, a Coruscant. I watched it when I was a kid, you know, I watched it constantly when I was a kid. It was always on TV. I remember I'd come home from school, eat my Lunchable, and this would just be on. And I didn't know what I was watching at the time, you know, this movie came out when I was young, you know, I'm 21 now and I'm watching it again, like fully <laughs> watching it. So it's a, you know, it's a nice movie. I, I really enjoyed it. There was lack like, of score too, which was really odd. You're, you're right. I didn't. Uh, like it's there and it's not. You know. Couldn't tell you a single. So that's movie. really Moment. weird. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I love this movie. I I, I don't think Ryan Johnson misses at all with his films. Okay. E- okay. And even even Brick. And I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of that movie. But that's because I don't like murder mysteries. But speaking of Ryan Johnson, Knives Out 2 finished rapping. We didn't mention that.
0: Yeah, cause we've Ooh. talked about Knives Out too since we started the show, like every week.
1: Yeah, I got the you. I got you. I got you. casting announcements. Hey, but the big, the big thing, Agatha all, all along won a VMA.
0: Yeah, I was gonna talk about that after the, um, the Emmy stuff. That's next yeah, yeah, week, right? That's fun though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Wow. Anywho, though, yeah. Course okay. I, for me. Now that we got all the ratings, I want to ask you this real quick, Danilo. Do you think Sid turns into Joe?
1: That's that is what I thought. You think that so? That is what I thought. That's what I thought when I finished watching this movie. Yep, I'm like, is that kid actually, you know, Joe? I like. I think
0: the only know? thing that would have sold it for me is if when they when Joe scored 11 is laying like dead on the ground. If it was mm-hmm. the other way around and you could have seen the scar on his cheek from where Sid is grazed, I think then it would have solidified it for me. It's been my mind all day. It made dude. you
1: wonder at the end, though. It made you wonder it's at the end. It's been my though, mind since it. I fucking watched this I had the exact same thought. I had the exact same thought as soon as I finished. I'm like, is is what like that's not actually him though, is it? You know, so I don't, I don't know, man. I'll applaud it for and that. Like, and like, did he become the uh, the the boss as well, like Joe? Mm-hmm. Like, you know.
0: Or was it just I, the wrong kid? Was was this list of three kids, were any
1: of them the Rainmaker? Yeah, exactly. You don't know. Yeah. You left it open-ended. I love that. I love that I as well, man. Movie.
0: It's been on my mind ever for the past three days since I watched this movie.
4: It would have been cool yeah, to it'd... see, like, the older Rainmaker. Like, it would have been cool if we got a sequel or something. I, I don't know.
0: See, I'm glad we didn't, because it leaves that open-ended thing where I'm just like...
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you mean, though.
1: Like... Yeah. Was it? You know, it makes you wonder. Because <laughs> he had that connection with uh, the. What, what was the kid's name again? I'm sorry. Sid. Sid. Because his mom gave him up, you know? Mm hmm. So you wonder, like. And he has a connection then with Sid, because his mom died, or who he thought was his mom died. And do you think that's actually his mom, though? I do, do you because he's actually. Okay. Yeah. But. but- uh, Joe didn't say he didn't have it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure Emily Blunt is Sid's mother because of the power. Okay. Yeah, but you, we don't see Joe not saying if he has it. He just criticizes it. Because he, of the movie. Yeah,
1: he criticized it, yeah. So mm-hmm. does he know he has it and he just doesn't want to be that guy who's fucking flipping quarters or whatever?
0: Exactly. Yeah, f- this movie's great,
1: dude. Fa- favorite call was the booty call. I mean, favorite scene was the booty call that she put in. She <laughs> cooked the frog and... It just was got high and heavy after that. Clicking a frog go, for some I'm ass. Ready to go, I'm on, I'm on. Or some dick, technically. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right, you're right. Before we begin talking about our next film, Malignant, the new James Wan film, Nick, you're leaving us for us this episode, I hear. We got another guest to start stepping in Are for you. you. Um, dude, it's, it's great to have you back on the show. We've really missed you, for sure. Where can our listeners find you, man?
4: Oh gosh, uh, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram because that's like the only social media I have. At Cali, um, I do this every time. Uh, Nick H <laughs> underscore sixteen. Have fun. Yeah, man. Great having you back on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: It's been a minute. dude you were, like, on, f- guys you were you were taking over number one spot, and then Curtis said "fuck that" and came on for like four consecutive <laughs> episodes to take it back.
4: <laughs> yeah, I got busy with studying and stuff, but I'll be back on soon. I want to be. You better fucking be. It's always fun being on with the Galaxy bros. You better fucking be.
1: Yes, it is. You better. You better, bro. As long as Max's Wi-Fi is working, that's all that matters. As long as Max's Wi-Fi is working. Shut the fuck up. Congratulations, man. Honestly, I'm
4: pretty sure it's been... Max's Wi-Fi is actually why I haven't been on all this time, so... Understandable,
1: bro. Understandable. Congratulations on graduating, buddy. Yeah, congratulations, man, on graduation. I forget. Yeah, Yeah. thanks, man.
4: You It only happened a while ago, but... (laughs) Like a a year and a half ago. Alright guys, we'll be back for another (laughs)
0: quick break when we talk about the Nay Jane's wand film with our second, or our third guest star for this episode. We'll be right back, guys. All right, and we're back from our break. Nick had to go ahead and leave us as you heard a second ago. But reintroducing another guest star for this, the remaining of this episode. He was here last week as well. Shamim, how are you doing, man? It's been been a week. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I it yeah, I spent 911 going to see the uh Malagent <laughs> film and then I saw Yeah, and then later on I just we watched um, World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage and I, and then I, I saw, yeah, basically that movie ended around 12 at night, 12 midnight. Oh, really? And yeah, that, yeah, so we, we saw like a 10.30 showing mm-hmm. and it ended about 12 12 a.m. And that's Basically. wild, man. That's wild,
0: man. So, as you guys can tell, we're talking about the new James Wan film, Malignant. Uh, Danilo, you're, you're a big James Wan fan, as we discussed when we were
1: talking about what, The Conjuring 3 and Insidious. Yeah, I, I am a big James Wan fan. I love almost everything the guy has put out. Everything I've seen he's put out, I loved. Okay.
0: Yeah, because you haven't seen a lot of the... Any of the Saw movies other than Spiral, we talked about that as well.
1: Yeah, but he's no. only done the first one, though. Oh, I thought he, like, wrote two or something. Mm-hmm. No, just Well, the first he might be, like, he might be behind the scenes, but directing and writing, okay. original ideas, he did Saw. He, you know, Insidious is a franchise, The Conjuring is a franchise. This probably might be its next franchise. Um, Aquaman, you know, he, does, he did Aquaman, which was really weird. I think he wanted to dabble in uh the, you know, the shit like that, but... And he's right. doing the next one as well. Is he oh yeah, yeah, he is, he is. So I guess he likes uh he likes his one superhero, so his one superhero, yeah. So um yeah, dude, you're you're the James Wan expert, you know. Go ahead and give us the the breakdown of this, this film. So let me give you a, a little bit back information here. James Wan was is an indie guy. Always has been, always mm-hmm. will be, for original ideas, and he has always brought original ideas. Saw, Insidious, conjuring and, um, uh, you know, and now this, and, but he just finished off Aquaman and this is when this movie started production. He said, he put out some Instagram photo and he said, you know what? I want to go back to my roots and do an OG original idea horror film or what he described as that, you know? So, and that's what he did. And that's how we got this malignant thing. So, and so malignant is about, um, some girl who is getting abused by an old guy and and then he um, bashes her head in, and that starts this chain of events, where I what's her fucking name, man? Do you know, Sarah? Uh, dude, yeah, I yeah. couldn't fucking tell you, dude. I'll, I'll say it right now,
0: all of these characters' names felt generic to me, and I don't know any yeah. of these actors either. What, what
1: what was her name, Mark?
3: Yeah, it was it was Sarah.
1: It was Sarah. Okay, so 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 Sarah's there, and she's just kind of you know she gets her head bashed in, and now she has to deal with it. Um, And then that night, her husband just gets his neck just absolutely, just absolutely obliterated. Just like a fucking 360 and a a big fucking snap. And you're like, you know what? I really don't feel that bad about this. Thanks, James Wan. Anyway, though, uh, she gets on this real, like, big fucking tangent with, um, what do you call it? Her sister. About how she's adopted. About how she's not really part of the family. Because she's always been trying to have this kid. And it just has never worked out for her. And so that was the (laughs) first big act where, I'm adopted so you're like oh shit you know what the hell's gonna happen and you don't really and in the beginning of this movie we see like a kid or something like that who can like control electricity so you're like what kind of movie is this where the hell does this go you know and then we jump obviously to sarah being older so we start the third act and then it's now the detectives trying to find out what the hell just made this guy's neck like just get completely destroyed mm-hmm. anyway though they go on it we're finding more about fi- we're finding more out about sarah she's adopted and you know, there's this guy who's loose who's loose killing people. Uh, I don't know what we want to call him. Let's just call him the fucking boogeyman for all we care about. Who's killing people who we assume treated him when he was a kid, and that's who we assume is the um who was the kid in the opening of this movie, you know? So you're like, Okay, okay, I get that storyline, but somehow Sarah and Gabriel's the guy's name, have this connection. You're like, That's really weird. Why would a serial killer and this girl have a connection? It's go a to the mom's house. Head. That's exactly right, brother. So, you know, the mama, (laughs) the mom shied some light on it and she's like, yeah, you were adopted, you know, and you talk to some imaginary person known as, uh, Gabriel and say like, okay, an imaginary friend, maybe she stirred up this, uh, this thing and we really don't know. We get to the last act of the movie. Boom. Big twist happens. It was ruined for me. Thanks internet. Thanks everyone who said that there's a twist in this movie. You can all go fuck yourself. If there's a twist in the movie, you do not say there's a twist in this movie. But we see this woman just fall fall from the fucking um ceiling, and we realize that Sarah is actually Gabriel, somehow. Because Sarah was a Siamese twin when she was a kid, and Gabriel was like some fucking demon shit or whatever. So they had to cut Gabriel all up and push her back into Sarah's head, so Sarah and Gabriel share the same mind, and they're the same person. But Gabriel's like a demon who's on the back of her head, and Sarah's the regular human. We get through this whole shits and giggles. We see a John Wick fucking movie at the very end of this where Gabriel is just absolutely destroying the fucking cops. And you're like, damn, James Wan should have directed John Wick. You know, yeah. so that, was really, that was really fucking sick. Um, then we find out that uh, she can fight it. So she does fight it. And we have a nice ending where she hugs her adopted sister. And she realizes that family can come from anywhere. And her birth mom's just sitting there like, what the fuck did I just witness? My daughter and son just went on a fucking rampage, but the daughter won, so that's good. And Sarah locks up Gabriel in her mind. So, yeah, that, that was a movie.
0: Yeah, um, so I, I watched this on HBO Max compared to seeing it to a theater. I'll be honest, dude. I went into this movie completely blind. Um, didn't watch the trailer, didn't even see the poster. I literally only saw this movie because you said it. we're talking about it on the podcast. You want It's James Wan you want to talk about. It. I was like, you know what? We, you I'll know, blow you, Daniela. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I did 36 Chambers last week. You can get fucking malignant. Whatever, dude. I, I thought Conjuring 3 was good, but just good. I wasn't yeah, I a big you. fan of Insidious other than the second half. So, I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll watch another James Wan movie. Whatever. Um, at least it's new. It's trending, you know, whatever, right? And... Watching this movie, man, because i watched it at home, the first 30, 40, 30 minutes, I say, because it's right under two hours, like an hour mm, and 45. Yeah, this yeah movie, hour 50. Way hour too fucking. What'd you
3: say, Mark? This movie was way too fucking long.
0: Okay, we'll get to that in a second.
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, first half
0: hour of this movie, man, maybe, maybe 35, maybe even 40 minutes. I thought this movie was absolute dog shit. Like, I was bored as fuck. I could not... I didn't know a single yeah. name of these characters. I thought the you acting... didn't care for them. I thought the acting throughout the movie was, was shit. Up until okay. the little plot twist where it gets John Wickie.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: acting was just horrendous for this fucking movie. You know? Um, could not give a single fuck. I was on my phone. Did not care. Up until... The mother falls out of the ceiling. Well, let me backtrack. When we when we see the first phasing with Sarah and Gabriel, we're we're not quite sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. We see her commit that first murder, and then it yeah. cuts to But we Gabriel. don't know
1: she commits that first murder. She, we just think she's watching that murder happen. Well, yeah, I understand. I'm saying the
0: we see Gabriel commit the first murder.
1: Yeah, you're talking about where the time shifts and all that. Yeah, up until
0: that point, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. And then we see him in the attic, like, messing with that trophy. That, in the score reminded me of Saw so much. And, like, of course, he did the first Saw know I'm a big fan of Saw. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it just felt like he was just pulling an old trick out of the bag to get me interested again. But once we see that lady fall out of the fucking ceiling, dude, first of all, I busted out laughing.
1: The funniest fucking thing. It didn't scare me. I just thought, oh, bitch just fell. <laughs> yeah. This movie doesn't isn't a horror movie. It's advertised at one, but I don't think it is. Nah, man. Um, I, it, I agree. It's not really a horror
0: movie, bro. And I think that's where it it benefits, that it doesn't really yeah. ride it. it. It falls in the horror category,
3: mm-hmm. you know.
0: But it kind of falls in there just because of the theme and the gore, necessarily. It's not scary horror. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um But man, oh fucking man, this movie turns into something else real quick all of a sudden. I I was beginning to make the connection that they were the two characters were connected, Gabriel and Sarah. And I was thinking, okay, we're just gonna pull like an M night move where Gabriel is just taking over Sarah's body. Like as Sarah. Right? Yeah. And just for subconscious is like taking a step back almost. Mm-hmm. but when she's in that jail cell and the camera turns around her and she gets that splitting headache and her fucking yeah. skull breaks open and he emerges like, like he's fucking, fucking an thing. alien from yeah. the really Scott movie I was like holy fucking shit this movie just became wild as fuck dude yeah. with the, the reaching out score it, holy fuck holy fuck is just the way to describe this. This movie went from an absolute dumpster fire to what the fuck am I watching? This is awesome. Real quick. Um <laughs> Mark, what are some of your thoughts overall of, of this movie? I know you so said I, you didn't uh, like spacing.
3: I see. I remember I seen a trailer for this, right? I kept getting this movie confused with like... Uh, Another movie called The Night House. So going into this, I already didn't even know this was James Wan. And then I saw it was James Wan. I was like, oh, hell yeah, finally he's coming back. But I think this just kind of cemented the fact for me. I think he's done with horror now. I think he's moved on to Aquaman. He's got a bigger budget, dude. Because th- this turned into a fucking Lifetime movie about 15 minutes in. the, the Her getting beat by her husband and, and shit like that. And I was like, the really, really bad acting from everybody outside of Annabelle Wallace i was like fuck man this was almost unwatchable and in, in some parts i think the twist part though too that i just like Danello, man i kept seeing people talk about there's a twist i'm like all right maybe maybe you don't say that but at the same time too i could tell that they're trying to get people into this theater but i, I don't know man i really did not enjoy myself with this i had I had my fingers crossed that, like, this would be, like, the next Insidious, and this just wasn't it, Chief.
0: Dang, man. Um, Daniil, I want to ask you this real quick What's on my mind. Yeah, Um, yeah. Where's my Patrick Wilson cameo? He's in everything James Wan does, even Aquaman. Yeah, because he's too busy doing Aquaman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably why he wasn't in this.
0: And honestly, man, I'm... When you kept saying this is Return of James Wan to horror, I was like, "What the fuck, you talking? About? We did Conjuring three. I didn't even realize I didn't direct that.
1: To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: no, nah, he hasn't. I don't think he's been back since the second Conjuring.
1: Completely went over my mind, dude. Um, I mean, he's he produces the Conjuring's, but the last time he directed,
3: yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Like because
1: is, he produced it, it just went over my mind completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel
3: like that's a way of like, hey, we could just, um, we could just say James Wan came on set and he produced it. I'm not gonna lie, I half expected this movie to like like, they were going to throw the Annabelle doll in at the end or something just to say that this is Conjuring-esque. Okay. In Conjuring, I just, I really half expected that. I was like, I'm waiting for this
1: to happen. I'm not going to lie. I thought that, too. I thought somehow they're going to, like, show Ed and Lorraine at the end of this. Like, this is going to be the start of, quote-unquote, Conjuring 4. But Mark and I talked about it, and we're saying it's probably going to be done after 3. They're probably going to wrap up this trilogy and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. When uh, we were talking about it for a while back when uh, 3 came out. But yeah, what were you gonna ask me? Oh, the uh, Patrick Wilson cameo. Okay.
0: Yeah, no. I didn't. I didn't get the Patrick Wilson cameo. I was kind of surprised by that just because he's in every fucking thing other than than Saw, yeah, yeah. which maybe he is in Saw. I just didn't pick it up. It's been a while since I rewatched it. Um, yeah, I This movie quickly fucking turned from a dumpster fire to to something special, in my opinion. But yeah. Shamim, what are some of your thoughts um, on Malignant? Your initial what? thoughts before we get to like a yeah, rating no. and all that.
2: Um. At first, I thought this whole, whole movie is, like, another um, Final Destination series um, for, like, the that one-bit comedy where the doctors, uh, like, that little joke they did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it's slowly, like, the different death scenes. Different death scenes are kind of similar to um, the Final Destination death scenes, like, like the next like the uh, uh in final destination i believe it was uh was it when the, when the escalator happened yeah 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 i knew you talking about yeah 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 some of the death scenes are kind of like that but it's like a comedy horror mix in some ways um i went in a blind like you did um it's funny i sat through the whole entire thing the the interesting part of the whole thing is the VHS aspect and the uh, the history behind Seattle's underground Seattle? That's another thing is interesting that I didn't know when, about Seattle when I went in to see the film. What do you mean and by the VHS
0: aspect? What do you mean by I don't know
2: that? No, well, like they do, like uh, how it starts. Wait, hold on. Like the. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it starts with the VHS tapes. They show the VHS.
2: No, no, flooding. no. Like way beginning when like the like in association with like, like the music, where the music comes in. Like you know when, when the beginning when it starts to the like associate associate with New Line Cinema uh, yeah, yeah like, the opening credits. Uh, that, that music that goes in like mm-hmm. that that beginning is awesome. The the opening credits is awesome. And the song choice is interesting. I just like the like a, psychology behind of it where like how the parent the step-parents say they blame um was it Emily's um Maddie whatever um that blaming like when she took try to take the knife and kill um her sister.
0: Yeah.
2: Um so just, let, me, uh, let me ask you this, Shamim. Yeah. So you
0: went into this movie blind like I did. You saw it in a theater. Yeah. Did you see the twist coming with Gabriel being infused in the back of her head? And the, yeah. the whole scene of him being ripped out of her skull. Did you see that coming at all? Or were you just as shocked as I was?
2: Yeah, I, I just thought, wow. Um, and this is my first um, James Wan film too on top of that. It's funny.
0: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, not, yeah, so, my horror is, I will explain to you in some horrors, um, uh, Final Destination, I don't know, Jurassic Park counts as a horror, um, um, the Final Destination series, Jurassic Park, uh, um, uh, what was it, Scary Movie, and, uh, like, like, yeah, it's, it's like a humor horror type, type yeah, mm-hmm. like, I I like um what was it? What what are, what else is horror that is like um, Final Destination? What do you think, Max? Which one is like um, that realm of stuff? Is is this kind of like Final Destination? I I
0: mean, kind it? of in a sense. I would compare it more to,
2: I suppose, The Conjuring in in a sense. I saw Annabelle. I I saw the first Annabelle. That was interesting. I, I hate uh, the
0: Annabelle movies, man. I try to get into them. Um, <laughs> I I saw the Curse of La Llorona. That was God. That was one of the worst things I fucking seen. Did I, did I know yeah. <laughs> and then I I skipped the Nun. But I remember how awful it was promoted uh, at my theater. I they had, had those posters in... for God knows how fucking long. Yeah. Um, Conjuring Three. I did watch. Didn't watch the other two Conjuring movies though. But um, yeah. I don't. I don't know, Mark. What are what are some of your other you... go for it, bro? No, I was about to say, Mark. What do you were you shocked by the twist at all?
3: No, not at all, and not because it's you know I saw it coming or anything. I just it happened, and I said, okay, is this it's whatever, mm-hmm. right? I think the thing though with with this movie and a lot of times like with these James Wan. Movies that he's involved with, they're really missing the fact that I, I think it, it's how do I explain this? It's it's like back back in the day, man. When he started, right when it, like when he was, um you know, when he like when he started doing saw movies and he was very much trying to get into that business, you could tell, man. They like he had a um, like a hunger to it, right? Yeah. It's just the fact trying to break into it, and now he has, which good for him. But I could really tell that he is. This horror thing has really just taken a back just a back burner in general for him. I he's moved on to bigger things. You could really tell with these conjuring movies is the fact that like he he probably looks at like his phone, like with the Warner Brothers and he just ignores it. He's just goes Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I ain't doing no more conjuring or Annabelle movies. And I feel that with this movie. Right? It's just like, yeah, sure, maybe he came back, but I don't feel it. Um you know that this movie also takes place in Seattle too and you just don't really outside of like some establishing shots of like this the Seattle skyline it doesn't feel like this movie happens there the the colors aren't very muted it's missing a tone there's a certain type of thing where you just go like that first conjuring movie man it's it's creepy as hell just that tension that's missing in this one um it's just there, there's a cadence to it that I just don't I don't feel with him anymore like it's for lack of like a better term, there's a magic gone with that okay. guy and, and
0: this oh guy. that's that's yeah. interesting. Um Daniil, do you do you agree with uh, the conjuring statement Mark just made? I haven't seen the first two still.
1: No. <laughs> um yes and no. I, I don't think the conjuring needs to be going on for another fucking ten more years with that. I, I think I think a trilogy is fine. If you wanna have your conjuring trilogy Close the books. It's time to close the books on The Conjuring franchise. We don't need any more Annabelle movies. We don't need any more things. If we want to do spinoffs of it, of, a rig- of new horror monsters, and just kind of hint at in the rain, because, you know, horror is never going to die in the next 50 years. Mm. I get that. And you want to say, like, you know, semi-connected to The Conjuring, or, you know, you just don't make it an advertisement for it, then okay. But it's time to close the books on The Conjuring. I love the first one. The second one's okay. And the third one's gr- good. But nothing's going to beat that first one. Nothing will beat that magic that was captured in, in the bottle for all of these movies. Insidious, Saw, and The Conjuring. The first movie that he did, nothing's going to capture that magic in the bottle anymore. I don't even think Malignant does if they do, do, if they do make it a franchise. Mm. I hope they don't because I liked it being a one-off movie for him. Do I think he's back as, as the horror guy? No, I don't, but I think this solidifies him as the next Hitchcock for our generation. Because I love this. Yeah, I do love this movie. I don't think there's another one. Because he has the name, and he has the mediocre B horror movies. Because that's what he is. He's a med- – you know, when it comes to Rajon he's mediocre B-type movies. And he played with that a lot in this movie. He took all the tropes of what you need in a horror movie.
4: Mm-hmm. That stupid 80s
1: music he had in the opening. You know, you, you can see it throughout this entire movie. And one thing I really loved about him is that he brought back his old roots again. You see, it wasn't done – effectively because he you can't capture that anymore but you saw the lighting that was used in the first um Con- conjuring movie in this movie you saw it if you watch james wan filmography you see that like orangish yellow tint to it you see the bluish tint to it you, you do see- even in saw and he also has yeah. the overwhelming score like in saw exactly you see that in his films so he's bringing that to this you know this one it looks like he had fun with this, in my, opinion. in my opinion. I didn't think about the acting when I was sitting there in the theater and watching it. I was enthralled in this story. I was at the edge of my seat, like, dialed in for this mm. entire movie. I-, I loved every second of it. The ending was ruined for me, though. That, that twist was completely ruined for me. Because everyone was saying, oh, there's a big twist at the end. You- you're not going to believe it. Well, in the beginning of this movie, we see that little, like, she's, he's- she's not a human, you know, we assume she's a human, but there's something not human about this girl. Because we mm. see that shadow figure, the silhouette of this alien-looking thing. So you're like, that's really weird. And so then throughout the movie, you're like, they're connected somehow. How the hell are they connected? Well, if you remember the, you know, that opening where you saw that silhouette of like, you know, that alien-looking thing, you're like, are they going to be fucking Siamese twins? Sure enough, that's what it was. I mean, I guessed it like 20 minutes into the movie when she's like, I'm connected to it. Oh, I think okay. he... Yeah, so I was real upset that I got spoiled with There's a Twist. That sucks, uh, it, take man. A, it, it does, 'cause it didn't it didn't it take it took a lot away from the movie, like that impact of, you know, interesting. Mm. You know, and I kinda figured that was her mom. I, I there were two theories I had. Either that was her mom or that's the actual um Sarah and the Sarah that we're seeing right now is Gabriel, but he can like shape shift into into her. So somehow they're still, like, connected, you know? Yeah, okay, but, it makes sense, know. yeah. Yeah, but, I don't know, so the ending got ruined for me, but I love this movie at the end of the day. Well, I'm like, glad you I like it, at least, it, man. It, it's a fun, it, I call it fun, and I rarely call movies that. You don't, so I haven't heard you like, say that
0: since fucking Day Live. movie,
1: exactly. This movie's a fun horror movie. It's a B-horror movie. Mm-hmm. I, um... <sighs> I don't know, man. I I enjoyed
0: it, don't get me wrong. But that, that first half hour is just a dumpster fire in my opinion.
1: Truly. Because it's it. so he plays on so many tropes of horror. Mm-hmm. Like he purposely does it. Ignorantly, blissfully, whatever you want to call it. He's playing on every trope of horror. The score, you know, the acting. The cop comes in, mm-hmm. the abusive husband, you know, the little the little backflash and then present day. Everything about it. You're like you know, the killings even, you know, the close-up of him sharpening the knife. You're like, come on, man. Like, we're in 2021. I don't need to be watching, like, a 2008 horror movie right now. He's <laughs> in on the feels joke. that way, dude.
0: That's it's what exactly- I'm thankful about. Because, like, even, I know we kind of talked about earlier today in this episode, like, Venom. I like Venom because it feels like an early 2000s superhero movie. I don't get that charm with the MCU stuff or the DCU stuff or even just the one-off superhero movies. This feels more like the Saw generation of movies compared to a modern horror film. And that's something I appreciated. Gabriel, looking at this fucker, like when he, the back of her head kind of thing, with the the weird trench coat he just pulls out all of a sudden out of his fucking ass. It looked like a weird horror icon almost. It does, yeah. Literally, dude, that saves the movie for me. It really okay. does. Um, before we get to our ratings, um, Shamim, do you have any other comments on how you enjoyed this movie or what you did or didn't like about it? Okay,
2: so... Um, Delano, would you say it's in the realm of a... the first Final Destination film? Is that what you're saying? Is that... This is yes, like... I do put it. I would put it there, actually. I actually You know would. what I mean? So, uh, so which Final Destination would you... Um, equal to this film as one, two, three, four, five. One. So okay, yeah. So I feel it's like a, uh, yeah. Actually, no. So in your opinion, Final Destination, which is the, um, the so one's the best out of all the Final Destination. Yeah, yes. I
1: think so. So and then opinion, I would compare this to number one.
2: So you compare and, this to one?
1: Yeah, the aesthetic, the score, everything about it.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, and then, yeah, so this will be like a, about, yeah. W- when I'm actually looking on the INDB right now, it's say, do you agree with this score? Six, what is it, what is it on this? It's a six point, um, uh, it's a 6 point... Um, oh, yeah. It's a 6 point... I think three it's out at out 6.7. Yeah, yeah. 6.3 out of 10. Yeah, I
1: would agree with that, man. I think this and, movie's pretty good. And if we're going to talk about rating systems, I it, actually would five. rate this film... Probably in my top five, for sure, of the year. Oh, I would really, rate this. dude? I actually would, man. I really It would be number five. At the end of the day, it would be number five, but it was mm-hmm. a fun film. I had a okay. good time watching this film. I didn't find myself, like, I can't wait to leave. I found myself fully entranced in this movie. Every time the VHS player happened, I was there. Uh-huh. I was dialed in, and I felt like I was sitting right there on the couch. He does that with his directing, though, James Wan. It's not... Mm-hmm. You know, like, he wants you to feel like they with his camera movements and everything. I give this movie, just out of sheer funness, a chorus on it. Oh, Jesus. Okay, dude. I, All right. I'm a James Wan. I'm, I'm a Scorsese show and a James Wan show. Okay. I don't think they've been, made anything Johnson. bad. <laughs> and Ryan Johnson and Ari Aster and Jordan Peele. I don't think they've made any bad movies in their entire lives. Jordan I don't Peele's even made care two about fucking their- movies. <laughs> I know, bro. And Ari Aster made a movie about black people, about his black dad sucking him off or something like that. What? Look up the strange thing about the Johnsons, bro. Uh, You'll never be able to watch a film like his again. Mark, how about you, man? What do you rate this
0: film? Where are are your final comments for Malignant? What's your rating? I
3: not enjoy this at all. And and the the thing is with, like, James Bauman, Dead Silence, Insidious, all those movies... Freak me out and I love man I'm a horror movie I I love horror movies Um, and it's just to me this this felt like like he was trying to make like an action movie I hated like how bright and you could just kind of see like this monster like there there was no attempt to really like try to kind of hide him or or show him in like moments to like really freak you out kind of like the insidious monster I was hoping for that um I'm glad you at least really enjoyed it. it seems like, like at least in to some people that this is hitting on all cylinders. So it's good that he's at least still has like that that talent in him. Um mm-hmm. but I really I didn't feel this one, man. I really I didn't I I really did not like this at all. Whatever whatever um whatever like a D is for this planet.
1: So uh, was, Hoth was <laughs> Hoth. H- H- Hoth. as well. Is Hoth yeah. okay? Yeah. Dang. What uh Mark? Do you think this is do you think this is advertised wrong?
3: Well there was like no advertising for this. I seen a few trailers um in theaters for like some random movies that I would watch. Okay. I didn't see like any TV spots. I'm a, I'm a big sports fan, so I don't I don't see TV spots for like stuff like this. Um yeah, I don't if if there was any type of marketing, I bet you that they really advertise this as a very like Hey, it's September slash kind of October. You know, get ready for your your Halloween stuff. Yeah, got a for you right here. Um, Annabelle Wallace. though, I'm I'm at least glad that she's uh, she she's very underrated. I I want to
1: see her in more stuff at least. Me I as well. She, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that though. This was his action movie. The, in my mind, this was not a horror movie whatsoever. This was his action movie that he he wanted to do. And we saw it with, uh, you know, when he was in the police station. Just absolutely fucking ripping the cops a new one. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, all that stuff, it, like, it's, it's cool to watch. But for me, it's like, damn, I, I really was hoping for, like, a big third act with, like, um, god damn, what's the name of that movie? The one with the, uh, Ethan Hawk in it. I'm blanking on it. Mister, like, sinister. Like, okay, also, yeah, yeah.
1: The
3: way she were, like, the, the monster comes fully out and he's ready to kill just somebody. I mean, all okay. that stuff is to watch for sure. I, I did like that... Um, like, you could make out what, like, the fighting was, and and I will agree with, uh I I don't know who made the point, but, like, there is potential, I think, for that, for Gabriel to be, like, on the level of a Freddy or a Jason, I think. If you could mm-hmm. give it enough, and potentially if you could come out with a sequel that tops this one, yeah, you you could definitely have, like, some people who could cosplay as Gabriel. I, I think that would definitely work, if you could get it right. I agree on yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I think this was a good blend of horror and action. And you know, action just based off the third act more than anything, um, dude. This movie started as an absolute dumpster fire for me. I I, I don't even think I, could, I was gonna rate this based off the first thirty minutes. I fucking hated every second of it up until that first kill, uh, well the first transitioning kill, I should say. Yeah. Um, and then the the woman falling out of the ceiling that that kicked it in gear for me. That saved the movie. I'm giving this a Naboo on the way to Bespin, just because it did drag on. Um, I liked the ending, but I have a feeling it's going to turn into a franchise. And while I, I would, the, I, I'll be pissed. I'll be okay if we get a sequel, maybe no, a couple years down the line.
1: Get ready for two more and a spinoff. That's, that's what I am exactly saying, right. dude. Or, that, that's how it's gonna go, man. But why? That upsets me.
3: Why though? Because it's only ten bucks to make and it made it tripled its money. That's just, that's just, that's the system that, you know, especially Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers did this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for them, man, they're they're banking on that. It's just, that's how the Conjuring movies are, that's how it was, and that's how this movie is. It's just, you you gotta milk it until it dries up. my thing so they're gonna run this
1: into the ground, just like fucking Conjuring,
0: Saw. My my comparison is Saw, dude. Fucking eight Saw movies, and we're still getting more of them. Because we won't get a sequel to Spiral. I love Saw. That first one I will defend to the day I die. I like 2 and 3. I think 4 is okay. The rest are shit. Well, Spiral is good. I like Spiral. Yeah. But, like, I'm just concerned we have a good or decent movie with a cool premise. It, I think it, a sequel will be cool, maybe, if, if it's a, a, a proper sequel. Yeah, But I, I don't
1: want this to be ran on the ground, dude. I really we're don't. Probably, we're, we're probably going to go back to that hospital and deal with all these other fucking troubled kids. You know? That's probably going to be a start off for this the thing. The thing that I loved about this, though, was it's original. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like anything else I've seen in horror. It feels just like a new James Wan take on horror, basically. I and, think I, That's the wrong wording, but, you know... I think there's
0: pieces of this. And shout out to our friend David at the Piecing It Together Podcast. I can't wait to hear his episode on this. I think there are clearly pieces inspired by other films and whatnot.
4: Like oh, the, I think so too. The
0: Gabriel thing, dude, clearly is is, is a reference, in my opinion, to Alien. The whole uh, what the fucking thing, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, The dude's chest.
1: The dagger things are, in my opinion, reference to Candyman.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: You I know, to but in, yeah. bro, I think like the story, though, the story, though, of Simon, like when was yes. the last time we heard of a Siamese twin fucking horror movie? Yeah, dude. that's exactly. a great base for a horror movie, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he he executed it. I, 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 I put him as our new as our generation's Hitchcock. I think this are not movie, good movies, but he has the name. I think right. for this
0: movie specifically, this is a not good her. example of a director. Or writer even paying homage to other things he enjoys, other directors, other styles, other scenes.
1: Yeah. But what was that, Mark?
3: Oh no, no, I was uh, I was just uh, solidifying a point when you guys already made. You know what I was thinking though, like you know what I think would really really help if if maybe James Wan maybe went over to like a twenty four and
1: they really let him have some reins. I. Buddy, I would be at full mast if I saw that. (laughs) I I would just be fucking blowing, just blowing my load in the theater.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Mark Mark just logged off. (laughs) Mark, you sound like you're having a fucking seizure
0: over there, dude. I don't know what you're saying.
3: Oh, my bad. I had to to switch over from my laptop to my phone. My my fucking Wi-Fi fucked up. Oh, Um, oh, you're good. Get uh, buddy. Yeah, hey, this is my Wi-Fi this time. (laughs) No, but um, have you guys seen the trailer for that movie Lamb?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can't fucking wait for that.
3: Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like, imagine if James, like, if whoever runs that shit over an A24 I said, James, whatever you want to do, man, I we don't really like as creative wants. Please, just go ahead and, and and go ahead and make your movie. We'll give you the the budget that you'll need. Like to me, I feel that would excite me more. I think he really should just get away from Warner Brothers. Should should pull like a Christopher Nolan and maybe just. Like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go over here real quick. I'm gonna go make like a full-on original movie, and I'm just gonna go and let. I'm gonna go like back to Saw level, fucking
1: scary. Yeah, I think I would. I would love to see it. That that pitch right there is. I'm I'm gonna be on that bandwagon until the day I die. <laughs> that man's creative, and boy, would I just love to see him have full reign of something like you said, just total control, just go off the walls you know no contracts nothing just make one one amazing movie
3: just one it's make like hey i call you to try to make like four more sequels to this make aquaman if you want make it make it after you're done with it it hey, don't matter just go ahead and just come over here real quick
1: i think okay that would put him in i think that would put him all the way up there was like one of the all-time greatest horror horror directors if he was able to express his true creativity mm-hmm. without this you know sequels, spin-offs constant bullshit you know
0: but. That'd be pretty cool. i I support that for sure. Um, Shameen, buddy, what are your final comments to the movie, and what is your rating for it?
2: Mm, um,
0: like, out of five, what would you rate it? Five being you absolutely fucking love this, and one just being uh-huh. one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Because you seem I'm to sp- enjoy it at least a, a good bit.
2: Yeah, um, I would give it 6.7 out of 10. Okay, fair enough. It's about
0: a 35
2: yeah, so that that score is literally exactly what. It's funny. Um, Mandel is six point three, and that's six point. What I say?
0: Seven. So Seven. basically, you you give the score a, a Nabu on the way to Bespin for our yeah, rating system. Yeah, so
2: basically, it's equivalent to Final, Dest- Final Dest- Destination One. That's okay. In, so where would that movie put in that same place?
0: I suppose yeah. so. I'm not a big Final Destination fan, honestly. But, oh, you
2: know... So, so Mark, rating. Mark. What's up, bro? So, would you say this movie is worse than Episode 1?
0: Phantom Menace. He's talking about
3: Star Wars.
2: Oh, compare... That's, that's
3: a... That's a hell of a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I... No, I just... So, I really, like, I, I, I still very much like James. Well, I'm not like... I'm not... Uh,
2: disowning him or anything <laughs> no 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 I mean is it better than episode one or episode 2 attack of the clones in in your opinion for Malagent oh, I am a uh, I am a prequel uh, apologist
3: very much so. I grew up, that was like the area of, yeah uh,
2: same me so so you'll say episode two versus Magellan, is that good equivalent for that one yes or okay so so that's Marks for
0: that. Well, guys, I, I believe so memes you're you're at a Naboo one away to Bestman. I gave it a I gave it Nebu one way to Bestman as well. Daniel you were a Coruscant, you said Coruscant, yeah, James Wancho, what can I do? You said you were a fucking hot on this one, dude. God, I'm glad you came here to add some negativity to this show this show this week, Mark, because 'cause we've been too fucking positive lately actually.
1: <laughs> we have been, Mark. We have. We have been.
0: I've noticed I was looking it. at my letterbox and I was like, God, I've watched nothing but good movies for the past fucking month. I'm pissed. You yeah, well, like, appreciate it, Mark.
3: I'm in there. You just need to watch like fucking like uh, Deuce Bigelow or something just to make yourself hate movies dude, for a little bit. Hold
0: on, hold on for a minute, dude. I have this friend named Nick, alright, dude. And over summer when oh, I was just in high school. To? Yes, you did talk to Nick.
1: Yeah, we just talked to him, but why do you say I have a friend no, named no, Nick? No, no, a
0: different guy named Nick. Excuse me. You talk on oh, FaceTime one bro. time. And over summer going into high school, we used to watch a movie a day at his house. And I remember watching Deuce Bigelow on his tube TV in his living room. This dude rewound the boob scene washing the the windows about a hundred times. That is the only fucking memory of Deuce Bigelow I have, man. Fuck that movie.
3: (laughs) Wonderful. You're like Kevin uh, Spacey in American Beauty, where you're just like... you're like the fucking one light was shining down on you as you're watching the fucking boob scene in a deuce big low
0: dude you should have seen me in sixth grade or i'm gonna go see the titanic movie in 3d for the anniversary settle down bud <laughs> well guys i believe that's gonna wrap up this week for the show um stay tuned for next week we're talking about crime macho we're having a clean eastwood double feature next week um you know mark thank you so much for again joining this week dude for the second time in a row where can our listeners find you and your podcast cinema flavor
3: so you could go to spotify apple podcast and google podcast to go check out our podcast and then you could also go to tiktok instagram and twitter at cinema flavor to go check out our content
0: awesome dude i really do appreciate you coming on again this week man it's always a pleasure having you here um Shamim, my good sir, where can our listeners find you? It was great having you on again, dude. Thank you for joining us this week. Where can they find you?
2: No pleasure. Okay. So, there's a few places you can find me. One is at the Galaxy the Galaxy Film Fan Fan Group that um is on Facebook. You can mm-hmm. find me um on Instagram, The Autograph King, Twitter um let me see what my Twitter is again. It's Skywalking <laughs> Bounty Hunter, I believe it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, Skywalking Bounty Hunter. And then I would say, um, yeah, and and yeah. Now, Mark, in a now uh Max, you can tell about the group to end it off too, as well. So people know where to find that.
0: Yeah, man. Like a, like Shmee movie was saying, we didn't. Uh, he went ahead last week and started a fan group for us on Facebook. Um, it's just the Galaxy of Film fan page. Look it up. Join us public. You Feel free. You can um, communicate with us. A uh, more direct way to talk to our listeners, you know. Yeah. So feel free to join that. We'll have that in the show notes down below. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Like I said, stay tuned for next week where we do our Clint Eastwood double feature, Cry Macho, and another film, which you'll find out about next week. Um, feel free to shoot us at an email at gmail.com for any comments, concerns, um, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It does truly help out the show a ton. You have no clue. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Galaxy of Film. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.